Hey, and welcome to the Billscast. Hope you're having a wonderful day. And today I am talking to Palmer. Okay. And our what are we building today? We are building um, a three-in-one, and I am going to be building the anglerfish with that's chasing um, another fish. Another fish. And today I'm going to be building a T-Rex from the creators, the Lego creators, the three-in-ones. All right. And so tell me, tell me about yourself. Where? <laughs> so. Um. Well, I um. I'm 28. I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> I'm a cancer. Oh no. <laughs> um. I don't know. I guess like I'm Palmer. I'm adopted Chinese American. That's kind of like who I identify as. Um. But I always joke. My heart is white, but my stomach is Mexican because. Obviously, being married with Carlos, I've completely immersed myself in, like, a whole different culture. So I really enjoy learning about his, like, heritage and stuff. And I really, like, it's just nice having, like, a, being a part of it. So, yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> and Carlos is, Carlos is my cousin, just so people would under, understand. And you are his wife. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. And so where'd you, where, where'd, you, where'd you grow up in? Like, where'd you grow up at? Because I, I know uh -huh. that you didn't grow up here in the valley. You grew yeah. up at a... At so a I actually grew up in Michigan. It's this really small town called Petoskey. Uh -huh. um, I, if, I, if you could see my hand, I'd point to it because that's how everyone in Michigan, they, like, use their hand. Mm -hmm. And because the Michigan is shaped like a mitten. Yeah. So you're like, oh, you find out someone's from Michigan. Like, where are you from? And you point on the hand where you're from. So, like, I'm from the tip of the mitt. Okay, so, so that's how that's how you would you would know if you're like you know if someone's really from Michigan if they use their hand and uh -huh. they point where they're from. That's like only a Michigan thing because that is the... actually a Michigan thing. You can't. I mean, there's no other state really uh -huh. that you can um, do that with. Maybe some people do like Florida with like the L. With the L. But Michigan, you have the mitt, and people are like, well, what about the Upper Peninsula? And it's kind of funny because everyone in the Lower Peninsula will be like, meh. <laughs> like they're just like I don't know we you know because it's almost like a whole different part like uh -huh. it has its own um, set of beauties and stuff and it's just really funny that like it's separated like that because we're yeah. like a state that is only connected we're connected by a bridge in two parts so yeah I grew up there um, I'm originally from China like that's where I was born mm -hmm. but I'm adopted by um, like my parents they're white and they lived in Michigan. So then I was 16 months, and then they they adopted me, and then I came over. So I grew up there um, till I was fifth, uh, 13, and then um, we moved to California because that was when, like, all that crazy economy stuff was happening in 2006, 7, and 8, and my dad had an opportunity to come work in California, and my mom was really, like, interested in coming out because she had went to school out here for college um so she had seen it and she'd always was really interested in california life so we packed up and moved out and then i've loved it ever since i consider california my home now mm -hmm. um like michigan will always have a special place in my heart and and i love it but i am from california like you know a, most of my family's actually moved back um so like they're always like, oh, are you? would you ever move back? You know, be closer to your family. I'm like, no, like, California is so diverse and it has such a lot of opportunities, more than, like, what I think Michigan could have offered me at the time. So, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's what. That's kind of like where I am. <laughs> and when you How moved, when you moved out here, was it like to California? Was it here in the valley? Yes. Or, yeah. So, yeah. Really? Uh huh. We moved from from Petoskey straight to like Palm Desert, basically, where we rented a house. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And what what year was that? Would you? Mm, if you remember? It was two. It was the August, um, 2016. Uh, August. no, no. 2006. 2006. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like it was only a few years a ago. A few years ago, yeah. But really, it was um, 2006. And I don't know, my mom said, I said, why did we move in the summer? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I wanted to move at the hottest time, so nothing else would seem as bad. <laughs> and it was so bad because we were not used to the heat. To the heat. The- and we carried, like, um, a cooler in our car with water bottles because we would just get so dehydrated so fast that we didn't, and looking back, it's really silly now, but it was such a shock to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So back, so you basically watched the valley grow over the years. How mm-hmm. was it back in two thousand and six? Um. Well. It's not that far long ago, but yeah. But even like two, three years ago, you see empty lots that are now like homes uh-huh. or businesses and like even next to the um the, the old fire station in is it palm springs the palm springs the old fire station or cathedral city next to that little park yeah and then it's oh, now yeah. a casino they yes. so they got rid of that little fire station and they turned it into a modern fire station and that place right there that lot is now a casino and it's like stuff like that that it's it's really crazy it is um like i you know First of all, moving from Michigan uh, to here mm. and just seeing, I mean, I came from a really small town. Like, we we had to go an hour to the next mall. Literally, like, it had my hometown, It's it has more now, but <laughs> it had a Walmart, a Kmart, a Dollar Tree, and, like, and um, just mom and pop shops. Like, my city, my town was really, like, they really wanted to, keep the importance of, like, mom-and-pop shops. So when I moved to California, I was like, are you telling me the mall is 15 minutes away, like a real mall? Mm -hmm. So, um, but even back then, you know, you would, I could tell, like, that my mom tried to explain to me now, like, Palm Springs used to be the old Hollywood, and I didn't, I didn't know what that meant, but it's funny because I feel like you can just, in the valley, you can see, like, evidence that it, it's kind of like it's been a wave, right? So mm-hmm. Palm Springs used to be super popular. <laughs> and um, I think it went through a time where, like, nobody came and they fell in tourism. And then, like, we are seeing a new... in the You know, in the past 10 years, we've seen a complete revival of, like, you know, kids who visited their grandparents. Now they're bringing their families back. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming a really, like... Um, a hot spot hot spot yeah like people like oh like going to palm springs is so trendy you know but it's funny because you know when you say palm springs you're not just talking about palm springs you're talking about the whole desert you're talking about the five six cities that we have in the desert i am missing a piece and i can't find it (laughs) it's so small (laughs) um i had to go back okay i have that one sorry i just want to do this really nicely (laughs) no you're okay um So to answer your question, like, I think um, what I've liked seeing is, like, the development over on the, I guess it's the north side of the valley. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, up by the Palm Desert Walmart and, you know, all on the side towards the freeway. It's really developing more. 
Um, and something that I like about the desert is that it is so diverse in itself that even being from Cathedral City, where we are now, if I go to La Quinta, it's like I'm in a different... In a different environment. Totally. Like, I've like I've gone out of town, yes. quote unquote. And I'm like, yes. I have... I have no idea where I am. The street names aren't are name different. Like, got to use Google Maps to get I around. Have to, yes. <laughs> um, so that's what's like really cool is because I feel like when I first moved here, you know, obviously I was a lot younger. I couldn't, I couldn't drive myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so I didn't. Uh, now, now it's like I get to explore more, and I've really seen it with like that mobility added that element. So yeah. That's where I see it, you know. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's funny because like once you leave like Palm Springs and Cathedral City and even Palm Desert, and once you hit La Quinta and those country club areas, it is a whole different like atmosphere. It's yeah. Like there's still places of the valley where if I drive by, I'm like, where are we at? Like I don't recognize it. Even going to like um, usually when we would go get Legos, we would go from the Cathedral City Target mm-hmm. to the, or the Palm Springs Target. To the Palm Desert and to the La Quinta, and yeah. sometimes um, we wouldn't take the highway. We would just like to like detour around mm-hmm. and just seeing the country club areas and the hotels and stuff like that. It yeah. is really like I'm just like like where are we? I don't. Is this even the valley still? And it's yeah, just like, it's, it's super surreal. Sometimes I feel like I'm on a movie set, mm-hmm. right? Where I'm like, there's definitely parts of the of the valley where it's super manicured. And um, you're like, wow, this is just like the postcards I've seen at the grocery store. Yeah. And you're like, but that's not the town that you see because you get so used to being in your own, like, bubble, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it's cool. That's what makes it – that's why, you know, I think a lot of – I don't know about your – you grew up here, right? Mm -hmm. You've been your whole life here. It's like, how do you feel as, like, you know, you're becoming – a part of the adult life of the desert because I know personally a lot of my friends because I've grown up here but I've at least lived in other places yeah so I know a lot of um friends of mine have like that like oh like I'm in the desert fever mm-hmm. kind of like where you feel like uh oh, like I grew up here blah 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 do you feel that in these past years it's grown enough with you like as you transition into adult life that you are finding more things yes and it's like just just watching lots that used to be just sand and like just dirt mm-hmm. and messy with just shrubs and and just tumbleweeds and watching that over the years turn into houses that are now in the market for over half a million dollars yeah and it's like just the market out here is insane that just just watching everything and the market increase and and so on and so on just um for me shows how much it's growing and i love it because it's just like yeah you don't I, mind I, the change I, I don't i don't mind the change because i would like yes the valley is a very beautiful place and you get a little a variety of everything where you go from one city and you have ordinary life you go to a different city and you have luxury you have mm-hmm. you go to a different city and it's middle class and you're in middle ground and it's and it's just it's amazing and you do see a lot of um di- diversity within within areas and stuff like that so that is cool yeah, yeah. that's a cool perspective because mm-hmm. I, I always wonder i'm like yeah like i know that for me i love it because whenever i because i still go back and visit my hometown yeah i just i'm like oh like whenever i come back from that i'm like there's so much stuff like i don't know if you feel like this okay this is kind of funny like you know when we have the big festivals do you ever feel 
when the desert is full, like when seasoned, because we have what's, yes. you know, we're a very seasonal town. We are, um... I mean, 2020 doesn't count, but, like, we, we know, are coach- a very, um, a snowbird area, and that's what I've always loved about, um, the desert, too. Oh, I messed up. I grabbed the wrong pieces, <laughs> but, um, that's, that's what I've always loved, is the, the snowbird, um, time, because you would see... Me personally, because I, I enjoy cars and I love cars. Mm-hmm. You would see the variety of cars driving a, driving by. Like, you wouldn't just see your typical, like, Honda Civics. And every once in a while, you see, like, a Corvette or a Porsche and so on mm-hmm. and so on. But now, like, during season, you would see that Rolls Royce or that yeah. Bentley drive by just casually in, like, yeah, downtown like Palm with, Springs. Like, with they're, they're taking it out for a drive. Yeah. yeah. And it's really, it's, it's interesting. And I, I love it. Mm, yeah it's cool i always it's funny because um um you know like i feel like around the festival i call it the festival time Mm -hmm. because march and april um do you want a fan i can put the fan it gets it gets hot because of the sun no but even like yesterday 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 at work was extremely hot. I had to roll up my sleeves. I had it was to like take in off. the 90s yesterday. Yeah, I had to take off my hat at one point because it was just like, with all, because I've been growing out my hair and it's uh-huh. like, all this hair, it's like. <laughs> are you going to, how long are you going to grow it? Um, I. Or you're saying, who knows, right? Until you get sick of it. I just wanted to grow it out and just have like a little bit of a flow, but now I'm debating if I want to have. Too? Yeah, I want to at least, now I'm debating whether or not if I, if I want to. One, um, like a man bun, like, yeah, like grow it out like Tony, like my cousin Tony, where he has uh-huh. it very long and he could just sure, yeah, you have to decide. It's yeah. the middle. I mean, trust me, I've had short hair and I've had long hair, mm-hmm. and like it's um, it's a process, you have to make those decisions, and it's yeah. like annoying because the grow out process is it, terrible. The grow out process is very what I'm finding out is very like when I first started going in and out. Like hairs weren't long enough to tuck behind my ears, and now that the hairs are long enough, mm-hmm. now it's just like. Now it's, it's not long it's, enough to put it back. To, back. to put it in the like to you at least to wear put a it in a, in a in a bun or something, uh-huh. and then the hairs will come across, and like the back at the very end will cover my neck, and then now my neck is not getting any air, and it's like I'm I, like I get really uh-huh. hot and I start to sweat, and I'm like oh, I don't like this process. I but. used to have like um, a pixie cut. Uh-huh. Like I used to like shave half of my head yeah. and have like it like. I don't know. It was a phase. But when I decided that I wanted to grow my hair out, I said, I don't think I'll ever cut my hair this short again. Yeah. Because the grow out process is just so, um, so tiresome. Yes. Oh, yes. It is very. I did it. I made a fish. I <laughs> know. <laughs> wow. I just. Stuck. This is what I love about these Legos. It's just like the, it's, exci- the excitement of just building them yeah. and seeing the progress come along. I've built some. Some big sets and some little sets, and I've watched. Um, the, have you ever seen the architect? Uh, the architect um, Legos. No, but I've seen Lego Masters on Netflix. Lego Masters. Okay, so yeah, so with the architects, like you can build um Dubai. Dubai oh, or like oh, San oh, it's Francisco. A se- it's a series. It's, it's a, a collection. Uh-huh, it's a collection, oh. and so you can have them as like Dubai or San Francisco or Tokyo. What else do they have? Um, they have like other places like that. I've seen and the Harry Potter ones. The Harry Potter ones. Yes, we've. I've, We've, I've helped build one. Yeah. That was really nice. I, I just love them. It's a, it's a great experience, and it really does bring me back to the, 
back to when I was a little kid who used to play with Legos. I was going to say, okay, this is how I feel. Because um, sometimes Carlson make fun of me for being like a kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm an adult with adult money getting to spend it on things that make me happy. And I think yes. a big thing about our generation is the nostalgia. like, Because like, the world is super crazy right yes. now. So you know what? At the end of the day, take what makes you happy and mm-hmm. run with it because you really don't have anything to lose like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it just why not yeah and i think like nowadays it's people aren't really doing what makes them happy Mm -hmm. they are doing what um people are doing what would make um the smartest the smartest decision and then like what quote unquote the most successful like future and stuff like that it's like Mm -hmm. i don't want to it's like like the majority of kids it's just like i don't want to go to college yeah but my parents want me to go to college and like without going to college, I would have no future and so on and so on and so mm-hmm. on. And it's so, like my, even my parents, they even saw it that way. But in my eyes, I was just like, I don't think school isn't for me. I never enjoyed it. Um, personally, right. high school was like one of the worst four years of my life. Uh-huh. It was very, it was so just the amount of pressure and, and so on and so on was very, it's it's not it's draining it's really really draining doing high school sports and even being on the pressure like i was a everyone's asking you the same five questions like what do you want to do what do you want to do what are your plans do you want to go professionally like, i don't freaking know You're like dude i'm just here living existing existing yes. yes and it's it's very it's i don't i don't know like it was man i've always talked about high school and how it was so terrible for sure. me but sometimes it's just like seeing it in a different way or even being in a different mood really just makes it hard to explain yeah like, i i kind of get what you're saying mm-hmm. um for i mean like i think it how do i explain it? i don't believe not first of all mm-hmm. knowledge is not linear mm-hmm. that is a trope that we have to get away from because people are like oh i'm not smart i'm like no like i have friends you know being an adult i've interacted like as I've like entered the workforce outside of high school yeah. and I meet, I've met all these people in my life, people who have gone to college, people who haven't. And you know, I have a friend um, who I work with. She's like, oh, sorry, I'm a little slow at this kind of thing with math. I was never good at school. I'm like, knowledge is not linear. And um, with this friend, you know, they are so good at sports. They have sports knowledge down. I'm like, you are, your intelligence doesn't isn't a measurable thing you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like for you and i let's use you and i example i'm a linguistics major and i am a nerd for language i love learning it i love the grammar and it's just really interesting to me right Mm -hmm. so so people might look at that and they're oh she's a super intellect because that was like a thing that holds prestige i'm like tell me if i can change a tire tell me if i can if i break down on the side of the road if if um, I'll be able to help myself. No, yeah. but you could because you know, mm-hmm. and that knowledge is arguably way more useful than whatever, like, okay, yeah, I can conjugate nouns in two different languages. Mm-hmm. Great. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, like, if they, I feel like if they instill this idea that knowledge isn't linear to kids, they wouldn't, they wouldn't feel so sad or depressed about existing in high school and learning. Like a lot of people hate learning, but I said, it's not that you hate learning. You're not learning anything you're interested in. Yeah. That is a big thing. You know, I think that hopefully um, we realize in the future how important 
like the trade schools were. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I think the education system, Carlos, is always, we always kind of, we don't really fight about it, but in Mexico, uh-huh. the education system is totally different. He's like, yeah, you start your technical training at like 15 and 16. You have primaria, you have secundaria, and then you have uh, colegio. Mm-hmm. So you enter colegio. Have you, have you, have they explained, like, have you... The way the, sc- the schooling is over there, it's 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 really different, and I don't I understand I kind of get it, but at the same time, I it, it loses me because it's like our whole life we were taught like oh first grade second grade this way this way mm-hmm. this is when you learn this this is when you learn that uh-huh. here in the U S. But over there in Mexico, it it's even like it starts different and it ends yeah. really different over there. And uh-huh. the years too, it's like oh no, at this age you're still in middle school. And it's yes. like this grade, you're still in like elementary or middle school. And then this is when you enter high school or what they call high school, right? Uh-huh. And after, quote, unquote. Quote, quote, like what they call yeah. high school. Uh-huh. And just, just stuff like that. It's really. You can't even compare it. Uh-huh. And it's, and it's interesting, though, because I feel like, um, you know, it's a part of like the conditioning we've had. Like U.S. is number one in anything, but we're really not. But yeah. that's beside the point. But like, um. You know, it, it makes sense because who came up with these arbitrary numbers of, like, how old we have to be to enroll and, who mm-hmm. will, you know, you know wh- who's to say so many kids that I know graduated at 16 to, to start college early in the yeah. U.S.? And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because I don't remember the last two years of my high school, I barely went to class. I barely, like, I did what I needed to do, mm-hmm. but I knew I was going to community college. I knew that, I already knew. So I felt like this is what I need to do to graduate because I need it for the next step. But had I been, you know, had the idea of like, hey, you can actually finish high school early and get started early, been pushed more instead of like the social norms of doing the whole four years in high school. If that, you know, if I had those options, who knows? how fast or slow we can get done with what we call a career. And then what does it even mean to have a career? Yeah. And then means nothing. (laughs) Just like having, being part of like, I I don't know. It's just like the whole job concept and, and straight out of high school or straight out of, you know, what, like college it's, it just amazes me because like growing up, my parents were always just like, go to college and then you have a good life. You make mm-hmm. good money and so on and so on. But mm-hmm. after growing up and getting older and older and older, I saw um, you don't really you don't need to go to college to be successful in life. No. All you just have to have is just a dream mm-hmm. and am- ambition in whatever you love. And you can turn that into your life and your hobby or, or whatever and and if you do something so much, like something you love so much, you might be able to make like money off of it or something. You n- you never know. Yeah. Now now in this day and age, like kids are making money off of video games. Yes. And and like even YouTube just recording their day to day life, or people yes. are starting up like um like makeup channels and mm-hmm. or like even um. The like, road to success to is paved in many different in ways. In many different ways now. And uh-huh. like for, even for my parents, it is, it's very hard for them to understand because it's just like yeah. they, they only grew up knowing that you go to school and you're going to be great off in the future. It and doesn't now, mean it, anything. Yeah. And now it's just like that doesn't mean anything. It's like it's very – it's it, it just doesn't mean anything. It's just like, okay, cool. What are you going to do with that degree? Okay, well – it's like jobs like let's say i want to go be a doctor right i just got like you know all my all my degrees to go be a doctor 
and then when you try to apply for a job, all right, you need like six, seven, eight years of experience. Well, what the fuck? Like, I just yeah. got, my, I just got my degree. Where am I gonna get this? Yeah, six, the seven, system is archaic, and it hasn't caught up to, like, where we are, as far as um, a society of like of measurable success. You know, I was having this discussion with Carlos, also because you know I'm finishing my bachelor's this year mm-hmm. and um, I'm like do I go straight into teacher education because my goal is to be a high school teacher because as much as I hated high school I had um, I had a teacher who really made one hour of my I had really special teachers right that made my the hour of my day suck less mm-hmm. you know and I feel like they're, I'm like what you know um, I would love to be that that person to help kids who did not like school like yeah. i'm like i understand it's terrible it's, mm-hmm. you know because i want to how are we going to Be that change, change. Yeah. if we don't enter you know if we let it if we remain the same and we like let others lead where we want to cha- see the change and nothing's gonna happen mm-hmm. so um but i was saying you know do i go into teacher training and it's just i feel so burned out with Everything that's happened, you know what I mean? And and I'm like, you know what, though? Maybe there are different ways that I can... Teaching is a good way, but it doesn't mean that is the only way. Mm-hmm. So I get that 100%. And it's and it's it's a little harder work because, you know, you got to think out of the box. You're going to have to... But that's what we're here on this world, right? To challenge ourselves. Yes. If you don't challenge yourself, then what are you doing, you know? It's okay to be comfortable, but you should always want to better yourself. Better yourself, way. yes. It's weird. It's, I don't know, like, after, after, my, like, my idea is I never wanted to, I didn't want to go to college. That was okay. v- very, very clear to everyone. People were like, well, wh- what do you want to do with your life? I don't know what I want to do with my life. I've been playing baseball my whole life, and if it really does take me, if the opportunity ever came to go to college for baseball, then you know what, maybe that's when I would step up and be like, okay, let me just think about what I actually want to get a degree in. Mm-hmm. But that opportunity never came, mm-hmm. and... And, and you want baseball to remain a passion, not a job, too, probably. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I had that passion. I, I was doing it my whole life, mm-hmm. and it's everything that I ever knew what to do and like how to just yes. th- that was just basically my whole life my whole life was just baseball and uh-huh. and in the last podcast I talked about it too in the last episode mm-hmm. and that's like all I ever knew how to do and and um, <clears throat> and the only thing I knew how to do oh man I got stuck in my words I got stuck did you in, feel yeah. yeah it was it was very did you feel like it became like at what's point, more it, than baseball? Like, you're like, what's a life outside of baseball? Yeah, Maybe you want to... Mm-hmm. And that's like... I think that's good. We should normalize that. You know, I mean, I think a lot of... Um, a lot of that whole... You know, because I danced in high school. That was my whole life was dancing. They're like, oh, you can get a scholarship. You should do it because you can get a scholarship. Did you really dance? I did. I I didn't know that. I did. I did, like, competitive dancing. I did... Really? I worked at a studio. Yeah. Like, I did ballroom for, like, 15 years. You worked in the studio and everything? Yes, I stopped when I met Carlos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. And it's always, and I love it. I love dance. I miss it, you know, because obviously, you know, working, you don't have time to pursue the same um, passions. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we're told, like, you know, we're kind of coached sometimes into doing these things too. And then, you know, you want to reclaim your own um, 
decisions, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, God, like, what do I do outside of dance? Like, I've only done that. And then you find, like, with, you find, you said, like, you, like, have a passion for cars. Mm-hmm. So being able to work with the cars now, how do you feel? Like, with a new challenge in your brain, you're constantly learning. And I, I loved it, and it is, like, ever since working at the dealership, I just wanted to be a tech. And ever since being coming to tech, I, I've loved every every single minute of it. Mm-hmm. But there have been some downsides to it and has really opened my eyes to it. And I haven't told you guys yet, but I'm going to I'm going to quit at the end of the month. I'm going to quit because at the dealership. Yeah. Um, I used to have my own rack and then that's how it's always been. It's just like everyone has their own rack. Okay. But now they excluded me. And I don't have a rack anymore. So now I just bounce to one, to one space, one space, uh-huh. to one space, and one space, and one space, and one space. And everyone learning is very different. Like for me, it's re- like repeti- re- repetition. You got to do I got to keep doing it, do it. doing it in the same way, in the same way, in the same way. If you throw me in, in a different rack, my whole routine is going to be thrown off. Yes. And then I might even might miss some things and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. And that's really been a challenge is like, okay, well, now the hoses are on my left side instead of my right side. Yes. All right, and uh, where, getting, where am I going to start? Uh, am I going to start on the driver's side or am I going to start on the passenger side? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, it really does fuck with my head because, like, repetition is... is It's something you need. It's something I need. Uh-huh. So, like, when the hoses are on my left side and I'm like, oh, and sometimes it sounds stupid. Like, I've tried to explain it to some of my coworkers and they're like, I don't get what you're saying. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe you're different. But, like, for me... Well, for your like, orientation, uh-huh. for you specifically, you're like, man, when you do that, it... And, and it's also like that feeling if they're just, you're like, man, listen, it's not just changing a rack. You're uh-huh. changing me every time. Yeah. How am I supposed to get this down? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I've only been there for so, for so long. And so I've never, this is like my first job. Yes. And so I've, I, it's not like, I don't know if they expected me to come out to being like a master mechanic or like some, mm-hmm. like some God given talent in, yeah. in mechanics, maybe because, you know, Alvaro probably they saw me like related. Alvaro. They're like, Oh, maybe this kid helped Alvaro do some stuff. And stuff right, like right, that. right. And They're that's expecting he, you to know more, to, to know more and have this whole routine. You're like, down. Hey man, I am literally fresh out of high school. Like I've, I, yeah, I told uh-huh. him like, and like many people at the shop, they're really amazed. They're like, you're picking up fast. You're doing like, great. Yeah. They're like, well, that too, and they're just like, oh, you know a lot about cars, and I'm like, yeah, and they're just like, well, where'd you learn about this? Well, it's just like, I've, you know, like, well, having the interest in it, I've watched plenty of videos and education and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I've never went to school for it. I've only had a passion and a dream of, you know, having to build one day, of building a car or mm-hmm. so on or so on, just doing little projects, and so, you know, you got to learn and stuff like that. And there's plenty of things that I still don't know, but it's very like even people who people who have been working at the shop for years they're like how old are you and i'm just like oh i'm nine i, I at the time i was 18 i just yes. turned 19 and i was just like oh i'm 18 yeah and they're like what the fuck like what are you doing here at the dealership and i'm like oh i came out straight out of high school and i was just like i wanted to be a tech so here i am trying mm-hmm. to become a tech and um they were amazed like they were like baffled why i wasn't going to school and they're just like well maybe you, you should go to school and this and that. And at first I was like, no, nah, I think I'm, you know, set to trying to be a tech. And then after mm-hmm. stuff started changing around in the dealership and stuff like that. And I know I messed up a couple of times at the dealership due to, um, like recently I've messed up. And uh-huh. I, um, I would like to say that it's 
due to the rack changing the racks yeah. and it's just like okay well if i'm gonna start on this side and the next day i'm gonna have to start on this well, side no one's perfect and yeah <laughs> and no one's perfect and it's like stuff like that and i understand that and it's really like mm-hmm. did it kind of like you're like oh like you're just like because you seem to be someone who you're like i mean i mean i feel like i'm just getting to know you too right mm-hmm. so i'm like are you the someone i'm such a hard critic of myself. So I recently in like started a new job at Starbucks too. Yeah. Like I was at Roy's um, for eight years. I'd gotten really good at what I was doing. And then uh-huh. in the middle of the pandemic, I had to find a new job because yes. my restaurant closed. And I am my own worst critic. Like I understand, I'm like, I get it. Like someone else makes a mistake. I'm like, it, you know, you. it's so easy to sympathize with other people. Mm-hmm. But when I make an error, I'm like, oh my God, I'm quitting because I just, I'm not built for this. You know what I mean? So yeah. And it's not because we did anything wrong. Like we're only human, but because we hold ourselves to such a high standard, mm-hmm. you know? So no, I yeah. understand that. I, yeah. I hold myself to a very, very, very high standard. It's mm-hmm. like, um, even with baseball, I started noticing with baseball, it's like, oh, excuse me, I burped. But, um. <laughs> To me, um, to me, everything is perfection. And if it's not perfect, even like in life itself, like mm-hmm. if I can't, if, if something's not perfect, it's because it's my fault. Oh. And it's very, very draining. And that's what that's what also made high school very, very hard because it's like all these kids have like know what they're doing. Like, oh, okay, uh-huh. I want to go do this and this and this and this with my life, and and so on. But like since with me, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And uh-huh. And it's just like that wasn't that wasn't perfect in my eyes. Right. And so it was really draining. But even like now and like during baseball, oh, my swing was off. It wasn't perfect. I'm going to put in an extra 20 hours of work Mm -hmm. and it still turns out to still be wrong. And and perfection for me really just really kills me. Yeah, it's hard. It is. I think that's what perfectionists. Like, I think you'll, like, as, like, not to be, like, as you get older, you start to care less. But mm-hmm. you kind of do. You kind of realize that, like, there's a lot of things that wa- are not um, that important, I guess. Like, you have to, you have to, my sister is um, a big perfectionist. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, she will make sure everything is level three times. She, if she, before she buys things, she checks the whole box. Like, a little OCD. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I said, Scott, you're going to stress yourself out. You got to just let it go. But it's so so much easier said than done. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so. I've, I've almost hit the point where it's just like, um, I, want, I, ju- I wanted to jump into a career so early because I saw everyone else doing it. And now mm. I'm just like, you know what? Like, like fuck it. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. I yeah. want to actually find something that I'm really passionate about and sure. something that I'm really happy and actually enjoy because sometimes we'll be so like dreadful like even going to work and it's like yeah i understand it's my first job but it's just like it's it's like it's a big career it's a big industry to jump in you you would be i would how would i say like i think you need to go through like at least six jobs yeah before you find some and there's some that you're like you know what you're gonna have jobs you're like i would do that again yeah. I would do that again. Or you'd be like, um, I always like to say, jack of all trades, master of nothing. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. You know, learn. Hey, you learned a lot of good stuff from here. Um, your next job, you can apply those skills to your next job. And yeah. you're going to. I delivered pizzas for a month. Mm-hmm. It was not a glamorous job. But did I learn how pizza delivery works? Yes. Well, that may come in handy in the future. I don't know. You know, so like, 
it's never, you should never think like it's a waste, not that you would ever think that it's a waste uh -huh. or whatever, but like, um, like to only stay with one job since you're 18. Yeah. That is such a daunting like thought. Yeah. So maybe I, you'll I, come back to it. Maybe, maybe I'll it. come back to maybe. it and maybe go back to working at the dealership. But, um, uh, but I, I kind of want, I just wanted to experiment with everything. I think a job mm -hmm. that I would actually love to, to do and try. And I think since Carlos is here, yeah, I think you will find it very, <laughs> very funny and, and do it. Friends. But I, I would love, I don't know where it came from, but I think it was due to like, since I would go and ride horses at the ranch, like every so often for like weeks and weeks and weeks, just be around and I don't care for how long, I don't care if it's for like a week or two or like three, three weeks, a month, maybe two months, a year, half a year, whatever. Uh -huh. But I would love to, um, to be a ranch hand, to help oh. be part of a ranch. Yeah, and, just and why not? Ju just to like, why not? And I always also wanted to do, um, try, um, jumping into the world of maybe like um what would, like construction see what, like how it is you like need I, to I just don't see where i just want to do everything and yeah. i'm like really you're a big, young uh, enough where you can who cares uh-huh i don't got any responsibilities the yeah. only responsibility i have is to your oakley to, okay. it was my dog my oakley <laughs> to make sure i pay <laughs> my <laughs> my um my itunes bill on time yes. my my netflix my hulu my hulu where i get there's no like commercials a, no ads there you go there's like that's a, like the <laughs> there's like a funny i feel like it's a millennial saying like i just want to make enough money to afford a house for my dog to live in to give my <laughs> dog the house that it deserves yeah. and i get that you know like you just in like you just have to try it and why not because you're not gonna know Unless you get out there yeah. and try different things. like, But you know what? It's instilled from our parents. Like my dad was like, I did the same job for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, loyalty pays off. But you know what? You did that for 40 years. And like, but did you live your life to the fullest? Did you have yeah. all those experiences that you wanted to have? So it's a hard balance because I think as you get older, I think maybe when you get I think that you'll be in, like you're in a time of your life where you're right. Like you don't have to. You can fly by the seat of your pants. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to. You're not tied down to anything. You should. You know. Yeah. I just want to figure out, almost do a little bit of everything. I want to experiment. I don't care. Like being part of the the food industry, working at the restaurants. I personally, I would. I feel like that would almost be my last resort. I, I would hate working with restaurants and dealing with people. Really? And, and you never just, know. Just, just seeing until... my mother and oh, the way well, okay. she. <laughs> yeah. Because, okay. That is a different. But that not is a everybody, breed not of everybody is like your mom going out to a restaurant. Uh -huh. And I think, well, your dad works in a country club. My he, dad works. He, my dad. He he likes what he does. He right? likes what he does. Yeah. He actually so. went to school for bartending, and he got yeah. his little his little happy his little, little degree, his little certificate. I love that. No, so but easy. like there is a side to the custom. You're okay. Let me put it this way. Uh -huh. You're doing this podcast. Yeah. We're talking. What's great about the service industry is you can have these conversations with your table in an hour. Mm -hmm. And and Carlos and I, like, I've experienced that. Like, okay, let me tell you, Starbucks. Uh -huh. You would not believe how much I've learned about some of our regulars in that less than a minute that I have with them at the window handing them their drinks that I've learned about them and had made real connections. Like, you can say, oh, well, they don't know you. I'm like, no, no, no. We know each, like, you can have these organic um, interactions, and they're not all bad. Yes, some people are terrible, but 
that's life. Yeah. It, but, but you know, like you say, oh, I would hate having to deal with people, but you like people and I you like find people. the good in people and you find people mm-hmm. are super interesting and that's that's what's fun about the surf like being a bartender yeah you are every you're the therapist yeah you're the you are about everything what my dad has told me like so he would just sit there like for a couple of hours where this guy's just ranting to him oh yeah and, and at the end of the and they talk, just want someone to listen to yeah. listen and at the end of the talk he would uh he would tip me since they live at a country club you know obviously yeah. they gotta have some you know you yes, know, some, 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 dinero. some little dinero, some money, you know, some yeah. And sometimes they'll tip him, and sometimes he'll come home, and he would just be like, oh, I just got tipped 200 bucks. Yeah, and, and you're you know, like, what? I, I gave him free drinks for, like, the rest of the night just to, you know, make up for it. And then mm-hmm. it's, like, it's it's crazy. And he's told me, he's just like, come work at the country club. Like, come be a bartender. Like, experience that. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm Maybe. Uh, maybe. I'm down. I'm down. I just What's the worst? See. You don't like it, and you and you move and I, on to yeah. the next occupation. Um. But I think he forgot that I'm not 21 and I can't handle and serve drinks. Oh, yet. actually, See, that's wrong. really? You can no pour. You can but serve. You can serve. Oh, I can serve them, but I cannot. Yeah. I you can't can make no them. Oh, okay. But 21 is so gonna come. Easy. If you get started now, uh-huh. when so you turn 21, time. they're gonna put you as a bartender. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Just an idea. I mean, who cares, right? You, mm-hmm. like I said, like, I think if you're out to try different careers. I mean, that's kind of like, as much as I hated leaving Roy's, I actually found some fun in, deli- I knew delivering pizzas was not going to be my forever job, uh-huh. but I was like, hey, uh, how many people say that they've delivered pizzas? How many people say they've worked at Starbucks? Yeah. You know what I mean? So like. A lot of people. A lot of people, right? <laughs> yeah. Like That's like the, what's your first job? I delivered pizzas. I delivered pizzas <laughs> in college. Everybody, everybody's parents tell them like, I had to pay my tuition. I had to deliver pizza. What? How come yours is so much bigger? I should have. Mine's so little. <laughs> Mine's so little. Oh my gosh. So, I don't know. I think that you're smart to recognize now that you don't want to be tied down to one career. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think even Carlos can agree that, um, I mean. Like, I worked with, like, I interned at a body shop and I was watching them do a bunch of body work and. Like cars that would be totaled in the insurance eyes, and these people would be like, they would bring their car and like, can you fix this? And their mm-hmm. frame, their whole front frame is like literally crumbled into pieces. And these guys had um, these guys had a, a like I don't know what it would be the I don't remember what the machine's name was, but I what I see was the frame stiffener. It would like not the stiffener, but the straightener, and they'll uh-huh. hook it up to the machine that would pull like so like so many pounds of of like you know just of force of uh-huh. weight. And it'll straighten out the, um, the frame. They would weld little pieces. They'll try to bend everything back into place. Yeah. And they'll start welding, like, the whole front bumper back together to mm-hmm. have that s- protection. And they'll start throwing in just parts of the new radiator, new new actual, like, you know, OEM. OEM stuff. They used a lot of OEM stuff. And You're saying words that are going so... I'm just kidding. You know, and, and it's like... So OEM is like factory, <laughs> factory stuff. So oh, okay, they'll get, okay. buy like factory headlights, factory like bumpers and so on and so on. And it will make the car look back to brand new. And mm-hmm. that's like something that... It's like is, an art form It's an for art you. form, yeah. And I, at first I was just like, I don't like the body shop. I, 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 I didn't like it. I didn't really enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. it's not everything that I wanted to do. But yeah. after leaving it and working at Toyota, I was just like, man... I kind of miss it. It was a very nice art form where it was like, uh-huh. it's like. You're going to see like, you know, I yeah. did enjoy that. Uh-huh. I did enjoy creating something like out of perceivably nothing. Like here we are. Yeah. Legos. 
bringing it back to life. <laughs> bringing it back to life, yeah. And it was, um, what am I doing here? Oh, and it was um, times where it's just like, okay, well, they'll let me. And they're just like, all right, sand this down. First, you'll start off with like, I still don't understand. It's like the sandpaper. It's like two, 300 like, grits, grits uh-huh. 200, and then 100. And then you start doing this. Or the other way around. It's the one, way around. Run, so 200 to 300. Rough, yeah, you go from lowest to biggest. To lowest to biggest. Uh-huh. Oh. And it gets to a point where it gets so, like, it does. It, yeah, so it's to a point where it's not even sandpaper. It's almost just, like, a very fine, like, almost, like, to the feel of your finger, like, to the touch, it feels smooth. But once you rub it on cars... It starts to make everything even and flat and smooth. It's a and whole it, process. And it's a whole process. And it's and working with that paper, it's like trying. You're trying to equally balance the weight of your hand mm-hmm. onto the onto the to the fender of mm-hmm. or the body of the car, and it's like it was it was really interesting because it was just like okay, well, think, don't use these three fingers because uh-huh. those three fingers. The pressure. It's the pressure. Use your palm. Whoa, and yeah. first working with it, I'm like, I don't like this. And they're just like, well, you're gonna have to get used to it because that's it's, what it's, we it, do. That, that's that's part of it because you're gonna use. And they even t- told me like, all right, go try doing your three fingers on that bumper of the car. And it was like one that was already pieced off and no it was, practice it was, car. No, it was just a little practice car. And they'll show me. They're like, look, do it like this, and then look how it feels and look how uneven it is compared to the rest of the car. Yeah. Now do it this way, and then they was just like, all right, now rub it like this. And spray it with water, constant water, constant water. So it glides and glides and glides. And I got really, I really got the hang of it to the point where I was just um, doing whole pieces of like side fenders or like a whole mm-hmm. front bumper to cars and um, watching them prep for paint and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And and this oh, was at the body shop? This was at the body shop. I yeah. learned uh, I, I learned a lot. And for the majority of it, I really just sat down and, <laughs> and just watched them. Yeah. And they would give me like a hundred bucks a week. Oof. And... <laughs> But you were just. You but were I was just that, like I, I I didn't care much because uh-huh. it's not like I did a lot. I just helped wherever or whenever I could. Okay, hey, I need this tool, this socket, this size, this side, this side. Yeah. They're all over there. Go find them. I'll go come bring them and then the stuff like that. And. You were like the. Uh-huh. the, it, it the assistant. Po- <laughs> yeah, so it got to the point where I understood their language and their talk so much where, um, one of the one of the guys. So it was just like. This whole little straight line and spot right here was straight, like, mm-hmm. body shops, painters, and so on and so on. Where this guy came in with a brand new, like, 2020 to- um, Toyota Tacoma. Okay. And some guy didn't cover up or move the car, and it got overspray on it. <gasps> and what? So you know what overspray is, right? No. no? Oh. I just reacted because <laughs> it sounded bad. Overspray sounds yeah, bad. Yeah, so, someone, so someone's painting, uh-huh. and that paint, the little particles of paint that like didn't the hit the car. Uh-huh. Like the wind blew it or whatever uh-huh. blew it or magically just shifted. Okay, over. out of context, that's what uh-huh. I assumed it was along yeah. the lines of. And it it hit the car. Oh. And no. so I was looking at him like, because I'm a big fan of Toyota even before I was working there. I'm like, yes. I love Toyota. I was looking at it and I felt their their side their passenger or their driver window. And I'm just like, this is rough. Why is it like this? And the guy was just like, what do you mean? And some other guy came in, rub it, and he's like, and he's just like, you know what you just felt. And I was just like, and I was thinking, I'm like, is it overspray? And they're like, yeah. And the guy who just bought it was fucking pissed. <laughs> and then just went uh, off at all the people at the at the little the little strip right there. And he just went off and off and off. Yeah, because it's his brand new car. It's his brand new car, and he was very upset. But oh my 
gosh, that's crazy. For me, I was like, I'm very proud I identified it was overspray. Yes, yes, you're like, <laughs> I learned something. I'm right. applying my knowledge right now. Exactly. Wow, yeah, that is crazy. Oh, man, I feel, it's like, whose fault was it? You know they were in super trouble that day. Yes. I think, right. like, the worst I've done is decaffeinated somebody, maybe on purpose. <laughs> but we can't, we can't confirm or deny that. There's no proof. <laughs> but recently I've been looking at um Yeah, what are you so, thinking of since, you know, um it's actually The ranch hand, but how do you go about that? Oh, I got to move somewhere else. No. But I'm really I'm really open since I don't have no responsibilities. I could just move out. You think you're going to move out of there? I I I've, I've always wanted to move out. I'm really it's thinking if I fever. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I want to go visit Tony. Uh-huh. And if I go visit Tony and Tony's and Tennessee... Is that where he is right now? He's in Tennessee right now. And oh. if it's also great, and I really do fall in love with Tennessee, I might just Tennessee. I might just go out and stay in Tennessee and maybe do something out there. Yeah, why not? Kick it with a bunch of old retired people because the place he stays in is like the city of retirement. Oh, maybe like I can find here, myself like a little, a, you know, like a, a, a sugar Southern mama. Belle? Yeah, maybe oh, I can find myself a sugar mama. Oh, my gosh. You will. I will. 100%. 100%. I'll be sending my mom money and she will be like, She'll where'd be, you get this? And I'm just like, don't worry about it. You know? Don't just, worry. It's just know it comes with love Her name's care. Cheryl. <laughs> her name's Cheryl. She, Cheryl just seems like Cheryl from Tennessee. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. That's cool. You got like, I mean, like, like, like we were saying, like you got so many options to just mm-hmm. spread your wings. I know. It's but I was actually looking at, um, since I'm really into computers, mm-hmm. I always wanted, I wanted to do computer science, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to go to school and computer science is, uh, is a big program. It's a pretty impacted program. Very impacted program. And it's like, oh, you got to do this many years of math, this many years of this, 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 and that. And I kind of didn't want to do a bunch. Yeah. I, I didn't want to do a bunch of extra courses that I didn't really need. And that is college too. That is college. College in a nutshell. But I will say, okay, as much as... As much as I don't believe in college that mm-hmm. you need it to be successful, I will say that the experiences that I've had in a college setting mm-hmm. are very unique. Not saying yeah. that you can't have these experiences outside of college, but, um, and I think it's also the school I went to, like at UCR, mm-hmm. we have, we're a commuter school. And like, it just offers a look into so many different people's lives and like to be, I think surrounded by like such your it's generally your peers, right? But yeah. guess what? You're not forced to be around. So you really find if you find a niche that you really like, you can have these these conversations where um, they really challenge you. You're like, now listen, think have you ever thought about it this way? So I don't know, it's kinda hard, right? Like you want I want other people to have that kind of experience, but at the same time, for what cost fifty thousand dollars of debt? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It doesn't necessarily make sense in the long run. <sighs> but Tennessee, wow! I went to Tennessee once. <laughs> I saw the Ruby Falls. It the was Ruby. a family reunion, like a white people family reunion <laughs> <laughs> with matching sweaters. With matching sweaters. Yes, and it's like Disneyland sh- where you look everywhere and everyone's wearing. That is wearing exactly this. what we were. It was great because that's who we are. No shame. <laughs> How did I put this piece together? Is that, are you building the mouth? Uh-huh. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> but I don't know how to, I don't know if I'm not the very brightest or. This set is. I don't know. Um, how do I. What's the H set? Hold on, hold on. 
just not suitable for children under three. So I think you'll be okay. You'll figure it out. But, but I was looking at um, programs to do um, IT and cybersecurity, and then, and I kept looking up, um, looking it up, and looking it up. And mm -hmm. all you need is like certifications, and you can find a place that would really. They take very like people who there's places that would just take and very entry level people. Yeah. And like people give, who just want to learn. Who just want to learn, and they'll give them that experience. And since it's like everyone with that um, who is interested in it can grow in very different paces, so. It's like you might find like a diamond in like in the, yeah yeah it, if you accept, if you do this program and you find that you're actually really good at it uh -huh. they're gonna recognize that and like guide you to the right skill like guide you to where you need to go to be yeah. successful in that career path for sure. And so, how did I do this? You're doing great. <laughs> do you want to trade? I'm no, just kidding. I don't. know. How did I? But yeah, but I was I was looking it up and I found um, um, an online program that would help you study to get your certifications mm -hmm. and a place where you can get the books for free after everything is monthly. It's all a monthly subscription. So you could pay monthly to get to learn about and they'll help you study for the programs for the certifications. And in the books, you pay like monthly too, and you get all these free books. Oh, that's really nice. That's cool. It's a joint. <laughs> and um, and for the books, it's like a monthly subscription. Uh -huh. and you can get all these free books all the, the of the year because every year they change. Of course they do. Of course, because you know, yeah. <laughs> and so they change them every year, so they get they keep up with date, to keep up to date, mm -hmm. and. They teach so you don't have it. They teach you the same thing. And they teach you the same thing, but it's it, they. But it's structured. It's like textbooks. It's like textbooks in in college. In college. It's, you're, you know, can I use edition six, not edition seventeen? And you're like, yeah. And you're it's, googling, and you're sitting there, and it's just like, no, because they don't teach you this one little one course. One term. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like, no, you're gonna need. Uh, yeah. You're gonna need and to spend two hundred dollars on this textbook. An extra two hundred. But you know what's crazy? Um, as I got up in like I don't know in recent years, my professors have def like. I know maybe because I'm in the linguistics category, mm -hmm. my uh, professors have really drifted away from making students buy textbooks. Uh -huh. They're like, we will do the extra work and scan the documents for you because I don't feel like you have to. And I think that's really cool. That is progress to me. Yeah. You know, making it accessible, making education like this accessible to everybody. You know, and I tell people. Um, it like, was on the wrong piece. I'm sorry, oh but, <laughs> but Wait, what was it? I, I swapped them. I Did put the do? I put the wrong like triangle Lego oh. piece on the leg. And you were looking for and it. So I was looking for it and it couldn't match. And I knew I, I knew I wasn't that dumb. Yeah. But yeah. All right, but continue. Oh well, I just mean like you know, college may not be for everyone, but everyone deserves a chance to try to see it. Just like anyone deserves a chance to try any job they want, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but we don't all have access to the same, you know, if you, if I told you, hey, it's going to cost you zero dollars to just go and see if you like it. Yeah. You're going to have a different mindset, right? You're not going to see of it as such a financial burden. Like, and if I, what if I don't even like that, what I ended up studying, you know, studying. So, I mean, that's where we have to, that's where, again, like, it's like the whole education system is just crazy. Anyway, that's not what we can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a different podcast we can start. <laughs>
But yeah, and so I'm just gonna take a look at that and try it. And my mom's just like, "Well, don't spend too much money on it because this and that and this and that and this and that." But I'm just yeah. like, she's looking out. And I'm just like, well, if I don't like it, at least I could put that under my belt. It's just like, hey, I have any this education is valid. Is valid for sure. Maybe like 20 years from now, and they're gonna be like, hey, do you know any like coding, ha- ha- coding or like how to run Windows and this and that? Do you know how to do it's all true. this all this computer stuff? And I'm gonna be like, you know what? Back in 99. Yeah, <laughs> back like, in 2021. It's like even when the dinosaurs used to roam on the earth, I it's know, like it's so I learned how to figure out windows. And it's. <laughs> I don't even know how to use Excel. It, really? No. Do you know how to use Excel? No, I don't know how to use Okay, Excel. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's a myth. <laughs> I'm like, you said, really? Like, I, like, I'm like, wait, do you know how? No. no. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's. It's a it's a legend that people actually use it for what it's meant to. I'm just kidding. No, I'm sure there's people out there who actually do know it, but it's hard. I don't know. There's a like I get PowerPoint and I get like Word, but Excel just I don't know. Matt confuses me. You should learn that and then teach classes on that. Yeah, <laughs> but I I do want to just like do a lot of stuff and yeah. I kind of. Oh, my PS calling. Why is my PS calling? That one? Yeah. Answer it. Answer it. Oh. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> oh, okay, fine, fine. She was trying to call my mom. <laughs> she called me. <laughs> I'm like, wait, this one? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, well, she was just in the kitchen. Why is she calling me, right? And it's just like. <laughs> but like in this house, it's been done before. Yeah. Like, isn't that funny? Like, you know what's funny? Looking back, like, um, <laughs> We just faced, instead of, like, you know, you see, like, how houses in the future are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be an intercom in every room. You don't even need an intercom. You, know, you just FaceTime them from the room yeah. or text them. I think, like, those things of the intercoms, it's almost like a thing of a past. Yeah, it's like. Because it's just like, uh-huh. why are you going to use an intercom to go throughout the house when I could just be like, text them, go on my phone. Like, it's always on my pocket. I don't got to be like, oh, where's the intercom from the out from outside? And it's just like, all you got to do is just answer it. I think I did something wrong. But His jaw, he looks like he's got a bit of an underbite. (laughs) Um, He's going to need to see a dentist. I I guess, I don't know. Hold on. But yeah, but I just want to, I don't, I feel like it's very basic, but I just kind of want to just, just. Since I'm so young and I could just do whatever I really can, I just want to just like almost just, I feel do like everyone says this, but almost like travel the world and just do, do different different stuff and be like, hey, I have my car, I have my dog, I have everything I need. I'm going to hit this city, stay there for a couple of months and see what I can learn or hit stay over there. Like I'm, I'm really tempted to stay with Tony for a couple of months and see, just work there. I'll even pay him like, I don't care if it's like 75% of my check is going to go to Tony and helping him out. But mm-hmm. as long as I get to stay there and experience a different atmosphere, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. And it's just like, even like working at Toyota, people are just like, oh, we're not getting paid enough to be doing all this. And I will tell them, like, to me, as in, like, to me, since I have no responsibilities, it's not, it, it varies, but it's like, to me. It's the, enough the, for you. It's, it's enough for me. But at the same time, I'm not here for the money, knowing that, um, that, you know, the way they pay and stuff like that is due to flat rate. But I'm here for the experience. And when I leave, I can proudly say that I walked out with plenty of experience and yeah. knowledge. and It's true. Stuff like that. It's crazy. This is totally going to be like, I mean, you're entering into a different chapter of your life, you know. Mm-hmm. 
like, and we all got to take the path that we want, you know, we choose. And, you know, this was not the path. And no one takes the path they planned. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, like, I did not think that I would be in the desert still after high school. Ta-da. How are you done? I have so many pieces left. Oh, I gotta it's stop It's a nice-looking dinosaur. Look at that. What's up with extra pieces? You have an extra Yeah, you have extra pieces. No, that's... That's for, that's for the other three sets I can build. It's a three-in-one, so you can pick. Also, you can just change the patterns and basically build another animal. Uh-huh. So you can pick. So, like, with, with Palmer's, the main one is a shark, but you can do the... The fish from Finding Nemo, the one. What is it? Angler fish? Yes. The angler fish or uh, squid or octopus. I or, did something huh. wrong and now. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm supposed to put it down here. I thought you were for a moment kind of traditional builder. <laughs> they always have a piece left somehow. It's like putting back a, the motor to a car. You're always missing or you always have some extra. Not the motor of the car, anything. Like in the house, when I build some more, not building exactly, when I actually try to repair something. You know, you start taking pieces, and at the end, you put everything supposed to be together. Yeah. You always have some one piece left. How did I was like, where did this piece go? And oh it's like, my gosh. Okay. I, I guess it's not important. I got to go back. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> right? On. And it's like, with cars, I find it funny with Alvaro, because Alvaro would, like, destroy, like, take take out a whole motor within, like, three, two hours, and put it back together, and do all this stuff. And sometimes he's just like, where does this bolt go? And the <laughs> where says, the yeah, he's just like, where does the oh boat go? Gosh. And he, and then he has it running. He has it running, and it's he done test run. But when he comes back, and he's just like, where does this boat go? He's at one bolt. And every every technician that I've learned has that drawer of just bolts, Random and stuff. you you could pull it out, and you'd be like, where was this to? Oh, that was like a fucking project that I did two three years ago. Mm-hmm. And there were some guys where I think they said that I forgot what they did, but the plate on the in the instructions was so important. But him, he forgot to put it on. And he just sent the car off like that. And it never came back. And he has that plate as like a memory. It was just like, if it ever comes back, if it ever comes back, I have it ready. I have it ready. And it was super funny because he was just like, it it was like, it's it's an important piece. But apparently I got it running without it. And it wasn't leaking anything. And it was doing great. So how important was it really? Probably not that important. It's important because it's a business. That little part is the one that costs like $300 and doesn't do everything. Yeah. That's how it works. Uh, I'm lost. Now that you're working on the cars, you're going to notice they have a bunch of stuff that is like, why you go for the effort to put this U-loop or this kind of thing if you can just put it straight with two bolts? Like, yeah. literally. Literally. It's like with cars. It's it's so... It's just business. W- working at the dealership, I realized how big of a scam it really is. Oh, my God. It's such a scam. And I knew already it was a scam, like buying the cars and going through the salesman and all that process was a, was a big scam. But it was very... Um, it is... It is just a fat... It's, it's like you go in there and you're getting robbed. Like some, oh my well, gosh! No, like professionally robbed. Oh, professionally yeah. robbed. Really professional because they they talk to you into the sweet things and all the uh-huh. little things and everything. Like for Toyota, we have this thing called a pulse, and you connect it to your third brake light, and it pulses when you brake, and it's supposed to be like their new latest and greatest like um, technology of alerting drivers that are behind you to prevent accidents. Mm-hmm. And what's the catch? What's the catch? It's yeah. literally like you can get it off of eBay for like 20 bucks, but guess how much they advertise it for and sell it to you? No, 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 not even close. No way, more? 
I've seen them even more expensive on some cars. But I think they dropped down the price for them. Because I remember uh, we checked out one car that charged them 860 bucks. But the last car that I've seen, they were doing them for $626 or something like that. And I have one in my toolbox. I have an extra one. I never. Um, there was a car that said they wanted it. And they canceled it because they realized how expensive it was going to be. And I was supposed to give it back to the parts department. But I'm like, I'm like uh, you forget. They, I, it happens. And so I just kept it. And so now I'm debating if I should put it on Craigslist for like 40, 50 bucks. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's sell really well, quick. Well, think about it. Why you just keep it? You never know. You can use it. It's true. I can, ha I can have a Toyota in the future, maybe. Well, be creative. Instead of putting a car, put it somewhere else. You can put it in your room. I put it in my room, huh? So every time the, the door opens, the door. It's, <laughs> it's it blinks. <laughs> oh, you know? Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. I can't believe you finished. I'm not... You're not even near. I'm getting... Let me help you. No. You go eat your teen and you don't have to worry about the pieces. You can't <laughs> yeah. swim. I got I lost. I had to go back. I was at step 40 and I don't know how I got to 23 again, so... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the part of Legos. I've been building them for a couple of months and I have a, I have, I have a pretty... Good I, I have a good understanding of them to the point where it's just like... Now cool. I can multitask, and that's why I actually like building Legos and talking. But before, we would try to multitask, and it was just like, we'll continue, we'll stop at I one point. I get silent. Of the now I'm like, I gotta, I gotta focus. Yeah, it's like, we'll be talking about something great. 20 minutes later, we'll pick up where we left off because we were so into trying to build the Legos. And it's. You know, I remember Legos, and now that I see you, I remember it's actually a taste they used to in a, in a restaurant when they get, uh, when they try to interview cooks. Mm hmm. Or chefs or anybody they were working because mm -hmm. you need to be able to talk and still work with your hands and still work from my so hands. So what they do is they do the interview when you're rebuilding something. Yeah, mm, and I the fail. Way they, and the way they do it is a simple figure with just a square blocks. Yeah, but you need to replicate exactly because that's what you do in the restaurant. You just replicate and replicate and replicate. Yeah. So people is building and answer the questions and they get frustrated. They build it with the wrong color or something. Mm -hmm. And it's a I heard it's a great tool to kind of figure out if it's a person that can do multiple things yeah. and also follow paths with pressure. Because really, you answer the questions to the interviewer, which mm -hmm. you might get hired, you might get fired. Yeah. Without even get hired. So I just noticed that, and you become really good. Like, you can talk and multitask and everything. Yeah. I can pick up. There's sometimes where the conversation would, like, if I really focus on it, the conversation would kind of, like, I'll pick up on it, but I would have to re ask, oh, would you say like my if you say like dates or like a time period and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. I will be talking about like um, like ten years ago or like something like that. If something very small where I didn't pick up on it, I would have to re-ask it again. But the majority, I've been I've been pretty good and okay. I can multitask. I'm almost and talk about. back to where I was. I like how she's building it. She says she was in 40. She go back to 27 and now she's in 40 again. Yeah, well, you know what? It's called progress, you guys. Okay, it's learned something. That's what the politics say. It's progress. And it's not. There. Huh? Uh-huh. There. See, now his mouth closes. Okay. All right. So, that's an aw I'm really excited for you because yeah. you're going to have, like, all these adventures. It's um, great. I know that, like, for us, like, because, you know, opportunities are what they are like a lot of our future goals as a couple is to just be able to travel so like like a lot of our goals are to like just be able to travel because and you uh -huh. know um like that's what's gonna that's what's gonna fill you have to 
I think what 2020 has really taught us is like at any moment that freedom to be able to do what you want is going to be taken away. And you only have one life to live. It sounds so cliche, but it's true. You know, some of like the best experiences we have is because we put ourselves out of that comfort zone, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I've 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 really noticed that it's like, um, it's really like yeah, 2020 has really just showed everyone that freedom and being able to go out and all this other stuff has um, it's it's not like a it's not guaranteed. It's like all of a sudden this happened and now everyone's going crazy because they're just like we just want to eat in restaurants. Well, guess what? We can't eat in restaurants. Right. But now they just opened up, right? In- indoor dining. Yeah, but it's kind of interesting because. Before, people were fighting they don't want to sit in the patios because they want to eat inside, right? Mm-hmm. Now they're inside, you go confirm the reservation. You know what? The weather is nice. How about we outside? We confirm your reservation for inside. What do you want to do now? Yeah. Right? People change their minds on a daily basis. So, something yeah. that you will learn with the time that you can never guarantee anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. But that I, is just life. But it's also crazy because I've been, like I told you, I've been watching a lot of Joe Rogan. Yeah. And I forgot who he was talking about, but he said, it's just like, how are you going to tell the American people to stop working? No, impossible. How are you going to just tell, like, the American people to stop working? And to me, that was just like, that is so true. Imagine if you tell my mom, my mother, to stop working. (laughs) How are you going to tell my mom to stop working? My mom is, like, a workaholic, and she would never take a day off. Maybe for Gabriel, maybe for Gabriel, which is my brother. He's he's the favorite. Yeah. Which is crazy. Usually it's the youngest who's the favorite. Oh, no. But, I'm the favorite. <laughs> I already know that. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we know who it's the favorite. Pedro. Yeah, yeah we well, know. I'm the royal, so. <laughs> yeah, it, it's always the bad ones that are the favorite. I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's because I think I saw something. Uh, your aunt's calling. You. Oh yeah. But it, it's funny because I think I saw something. It's like, um, the the best kids are gonna be the ones. That the that are not going to be the favorites because they're good on their own. They love the kids, or they they're going to take care. That sounds like coming. It's from someone who's not the favorite. So, yes, I think there's some in that folder in that first compartment. But they parents love the children that are not the not the very brightest, uh-huh. and they're not going to. They're worried about that. They're worried about, and I think that's almost. And I think that's kind of that's kind of true. You think that that's I, like, hmm, I think it could be. Well, OK, I will say something like that. Um, you'll probably learn. Like, I think that like, OK, we are saying how knowledge isn't linear. Love is also not linear. Uh-huh. Like, like, um, like your parent. I think everyone has a special relationship with mm-hmm. their kids. No one's really the favorite. No, and I know Gabriel and my mom have a, a lot more different relationship due to what they had to go through together. Uh-huh. And they had a... So it was... I don't know where it started recording again. I don't know. But it's uh, just kind of funny because that's yeah. like just how the... Like, that's just how our house is like... Yeah. There's always something going on. There's always something going There's on. There's literally always something going on. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know about your house, but like when I have like guests over or my sister or my mom comes, they're yeah. like, you always have... Your house has always got something going on. I'm like, yeah, that's how we like it. It's a, like, controlled chaos. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's really cool. I, I really do enjoy it. It's like our house is very, like, Just nothing. come in, open doors. Yeah. Like, we always liked having that, like, I never, like, making plans to have people. Just come over when yeah. you want to, yeah. 
I mean, I do like to know, like, 10 minutes, that's it. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm not, like, just my ha- – let me clean up really fast. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, always something. <laughs> always something, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think – I'm like, oh, he might want a quiet spot. I'm like, that's not – I can't even tell you. That's not – that doesn't exist here. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's no privacy, no, no that, quietness. No, that's fine, yeah. I understand. That's why I hope, like, if this really does get big one day, and maybe I could uh, – where's my phone? Oh, it's under here. No. And so, like, maybe one day if this does get, you know, big and, um, I don't know, that sounds crazy to me, but I, like, my in my head, I really doubt that it'll really get to that point. Mm-hmm. But even, like, if it's getting, like, you know, almost hits that point where I'm like, oh, maybe I have to do, have to actually have more of a professional setting. Yeah. Then maybe I could get a little spot or do something or if i'm do still it in your closet where it, the sound is yeah quiet. or if i'm still here in the valley and i could um i could tell my mom like hey mom i have this going on mm-hmm. can we change the spare room instead of it being a bedroom can we have it like almost as like a little a studio? studio yeah and we could change it into a studio because we don't use that bedroom for anything it's literally just um a room that we just throw a bunch of random stuff in it it's a storage I, closet it's storage closet a with a extreme ex- storage closet with a I've tv like, a bed clothes and it's just like i've, I've never seen that was it gabriel's room and it then, used to be my room uh-huh. and my mom would never let me um switch rooms to gabriel's room after he moved out because she always thought that gabriel was gonna come back mm. i know that's kind of sad <laughs> But I was just like, Mom, he's not going to come back. He has oh, wife my God. You're like, let me just break your heart now. <laughs> let me just break your heart. He's not going to come back. He has his wife and kids. And, Literally. And guess what? If, if anything does go wrong and hell would break loose, Gabriel's not going to want to come back to his, to his, mom's, to his house. mom's house. Yeah. How is he going to bring, you know. The kids over. And yeah. Like have, or people. Or people. There you yes. go. And, Visitors. <laughs> and, like, how is he just going to do that? I'm like, I'm pretty sure Gabriel would want to, you know, have his own place. Yeah. And that's understandable and that's respectable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so eventually, I kept telling Gabriel, tell my mom, tell my mom, tell my mom. And he kept doing it. And then one time, my mom was just like, you know what? Fuck it. You're like, I think, I think, like, I think. <laughs> she, she got tired of hearing got, it. She got tired but of hearing it. But that's what you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. She got tired of hearing it. She was just like, all right, just take it. Take it. And I just started, oh, no, at first, oh, yeah, she just said, take it. And then that's when we took in Andres. Did you ever get to meet Andres? No? I don't think so. Do you so. know anything about him? No. No? Okay. Um, I did talk about this in the last one, but Andres was um, Andres was our my childhood best friend, okay. who um, who eventually went into um, who lost his so who was taking care of him was his grandma, mm-hmm. and his grandma eventually passed away, and so there was oh you finished building it, <sighs> I did. <laughs> it looks nice. I love it. <gasps> Oops. No, it's supposed to go up. Hold on. There. there you go. You can like, and then you can. And those are all the extra pieces. Yeah. Oh, wow. I wonder if I could make. I'm gonna. Try to make something else out of it. I'm gonna try to make one. Maybe this crab, because I think I have a pieces to make the crab still. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, Andres uh, eventually was surviving on his own for a little bit. Uh huh. And since he was only like middle school age. Yeah. There was not much that he can do. Mm-hmm. And um, it eventually hit to the point where CPS was called. Yeah. And they were trying to take him away. And his brother called us saying that they were trying to take Andres away. That's and crazy. we took him in. And uh-huh. we took him in for like a couple of years, like four or five years. Uh-huh. And he 
since we had the spare bedroom open, which was Gabriel's old room, right before I was going to move into Gabriel's room. You took an Andres. Um, we took an Andres. So we were just like, okay, well, maybe later on in the road. It won't be, he won't be here for long. And so he just kept that room. And after he moves out, mm-hmm. um, we just, I, as soon as he moved out, I just started like, tearing like tearing that room apart and my parents were just like well we're gonna take out the carpet and put tile i just started taking everything out i started brooming vacuuming cleaning the whole room yeah making every taking it yeah prepping it to start taking off the uh, the carpet then like that weekend the next weekend took out all the carpet Mm -hmm. and then i cleaned the whole like concrete piece and the foundation basically to make sure that there was nothing and then what's it called Um, we moved we I picked out the um, the tiles and then we finally moved in and then I finally moved in and made it my own room Aww. and then I eventually painted oh it I and, can't. <laughs> and I painted it um gray it's a light gray like a bluish gray uh-huh. and I love it ever since I painted it it finally felt like my room and I started that's hanging cool. up a bunch of stuff and that's cool I have paintings I have album covers I have um, Polaroid pictures hanging up there and I have um, you made it like your own. I've like, made it my space. own. Yeah, I have my crossbow. It was kind of like a good transition for mm-hmm. you into. It was a phase. <laughs> but I had my I have my crossbow. I have my bow and arrow. I have. Do you hunt? No, but I want actually want to get into it. Oh my gosh, my grandpa hunted. Your grandpa hunted. Yeah, and he had like game. He like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> there was, like, he got like. He would mount them. Yeah. Yes. I don't. It I was would like, be mounts. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. He like got him taxidermied. Uh huh. And um, he had like a house. There where they lived in the in the, they were snowbirds. So mm-hmm. like their summer their condo in my hometown, he had a game room and he had like a moose antlers hanging yeah. on the wall and like a full size grizzly bear and like bobcats and it's crazy like because my cousins and I would always like play down in the game room mm-hmm. and like the parents sometimes would just turn the lights off on us and like there's it was a basement so the the weird so like I don't know have you been in a basement before yeah okay it's a silly question to ask but in uh-huh. California we don't have basements but like you there's like usually ground level and there's like a window yeah so the shadows would come in and like just freak us all out it was just crazy I, I don't think I have enough pieces to make the little crab. But that's crazy. Look at all. You have, like, nothing. Maybe I think it's because the, big, the bigger one uses all the extra pieces. I feel pieces. like I could use the treasure box. I didn't use all the jewels. I'd have to look, though. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So. I, yeah. Um, yeah, so I eventually turned that into my ro- own room, yes. and I, I really love it. And it's really starting to feel like my... My room, and we have a big dresser that I don't use. It's literally just taking up space because my yeah. mom didn't want to get rid of it. And I finally told her, "We're gonna. G- I'm, I want. I want to move it. I'm just. I'm letting you know. I want to move it, and I want to put shelves there. Yes. I want to put three shelves, and I want to put my Legos up there. And she's just like, "Why do you want to put your Legos up there? Because I'm like, oh, because I'm. I'm You're gonna, gonna have start, a memory I'm with gonna every. Have, I'm gonna have a memory with every Lego. Mm-hmm. And she does. I don't think she knows, or I've ever told her that I'm gonna start like a podcast type thing. Yeah. And so. But yeah, but I, I I would tell her eventually. Just make sure your mom doesn't talk to my mother-in-law, and we end up with your shelving. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like she's like Chavella gave it to me. I'm like great because now we have all this stuff. Like yeah. you're just moving it from one house to another. She's like I don't want to get rid of it, and I'm like I know it's a good 
It's a good movie, but like, like it's yeah, like my mom doesn't want. My mom has a lot of stuff. Yeah. She's like a little mini hoarder, and she doesn't. Do you know why though? You know why? It's hmm. because like when you grow up with less, you want to keep more because it's like you find value in everything. Uh huh. That's why. And when you grow up with more, you want to keep less. No, I think you're just. You're I just think, whatever. I think you're more wasteful. I think when you grow uh-huh. up with more. I mean, who knows though? Because you don't have. I think when you grow. I think that's why a lot of times. Because I like, I think a lot of times you see people who I don't want to say I feel like hoarding is a really negative uh-huh. connotation, but like people who like to save things, it's because they're like, oh, like I didn't, this is perfectly good, this has value. Mm-hmm. Why would I get rid of it? Because you, you've learned your, you know, your parents taught you like, oh, save what has value. Yeah. Instead of just throwing it away, it's really hard. I have hoarding tendencies where I'm like, no, like. I'll keep it. It's My fine. mom had four um, coffee makers. That's a lot. Or five coffee makers at one five? point. Yeah, so she had a lot. They were all stored in the garage, and I was just like, you "Mom, went we don't even big we cleaning don't even... in the garage." Yeah, I went through. Um, I told my mom, "Mom, I was like, you're gonna help me clean the garage," and I'm like, "Okay," but only if I'm like, I told, oh no, I told her, I'm only gonna clean the garage if you're gonna let me take control, and she was just like, "No," like. You don't know she what said, I want to no. throw. Yeah, she's like, you don't know what I want to throw away. And I'm like, mom, there's a lot to give away or to throw away. And if you're gonna want me to help you, mm-hmm. it's not because I was like, oh, I don't want to help you. It's because my mom had just a mess in the garage and was just, it was getting to the point where we had like three sofas and we had to get rid of them. And it was just like, like literally, you're like, no, 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 we we have couldn't put to our cars this. in the garage due to like because the of stuff. my because of the stuff because my mom would bring home with a bunch of stuff and, and like her clients give it to uh-huh. her too and she didn't want to do like a garage sale. Um, you never thought of that. <laughs> I don't think she. I think she didn't want to sell the stuff. I think she enjoyed more of giving it away to people. Oh, who like just, I know someone who I can give. Yeah, this she's to. like, oh, I remember a couple months ago they told me that they needed chairs. Let's see if they they we can give them the chairs, and mm-hmm. so yeah, and so my mom did find people, and so I don't know what happened but, to the coffee makers. I I think there's only like one or maybe one left in the garage. Uh, yes. And she gave the majority of them away, and I'm. I was proud of that. Aw, yeah. it's hard, like, for people to separate. Like, I know, I'm glad that, like, I don't have too much stuff. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, like, with, it's funny because, like, your mom and Carlos's mom are sisters, but yeah. they have, like, very different mentalities because I find that, like, Wawa is such a minimalist. But she has her own special kind of hoarding, like, shoes yeah. and clothes. She does not like to get rid of those. Yes. But why? You got six pairs know. of the same color shoe in mm-hmm. the same form. I don't know. I don't know either. It's, it's, it's I try to have you. I've tried to live a very. Mi- I'm finding that finding mini- living a minimalistic life kind of like frees you up a little. Like you're like, hey, if I can fit my whole life in a suitcase, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry. And like in reality, well, for me, it's just like I have I have a walk-in closet. I don't know if you know now. Oh. I have a I have a walk-in closet now. I did I not have, know that. That's pretty crazy. It's really crazy. But it's like really cool. I really at first I, I loved it because when I was going to school, I used to wear all my T-shirts and all my pants and like fit them in different styles. But now I'm just like, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to wear the same five T-shirts I do. I'm just going to I don't true. care if it's in the same pattern. It's just like, oh, um, that black T-shirt with these black shorts or yep. that, that the, this and that throughout the same it, for it, the whole. It month, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore nope. because I I rotate through. It's funny because no one ever says anything, but uh-huh. I have 
no one's ever told me like you wear that shirt a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I can see in pictures. It's funny because I, like that I wear that shirt that a like, lot. Yeah. I, that I'm oh I wear that shirt because I have like three house t-shirts that uh-huh. I'll just day off shirts because yeah. you know why? Because we wear uniforms to work. Mm-hmm. So like okay, you'll work five days out of the week. You're wearing your uniform. So when you only have like two days off to free dress. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to waste it on, like, an out. Like, I got an outfit right here. Yeah. You know, why do Basketball I need so many... Basketball shorts and just a little t-shirt. t-shirt. and jeans. Mm. So it's funny because then you take pictures and you're like, oh, wow, I must have really liked that t-shirt at the time because <laughs> I wore it in, like, three different photos. Yeah. It's funny. And it's kind of good, though. You know, it's... That's really funny. Like, it just, you know, you're like, eh, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. So... What, what did you think when I asked you... When I texted you about the podcast, what'd you think? I was like, oh my God, he has a podcast. He knows what a podcast is. <laughs> I feel like, I know that's silly because uh-huh. I, okay, this is silly, but when I go out to drink uh-huh. or like out to a bar, I'm like, do you listen to podcasts? That's literally the intro question. I'm yeah. like, do you like serial killers? And do you listen to podcasts? Uh-huh. And I get one of two reactions. I know if they're like, cool, they'll be like, yes, I love podcasts. Or yes, I love, I love true crime. Mm-hmm. The other one is like, what's that? And yeah. I'm like, oh, how do I explain what a podcast is? Because I feel like podcasts are something that have been around for a long time, but people are just now realizing like... How big it's been getting. How, yeah, how... like even I've been listening to my my favorite murder for five years now. Uh-huh. And like that, like that was like, like how it's evolved just in this five years um, is crazy. Because I've been like, I'm like such an advocate of podcasts. Yeah. So when you told me, I was like, oh my God, he did it. Yes. Because I, and I always, I always joke like that. I want to start a podcast Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I like to do this too. Right. You know, I'm like, I love talking to people. I love giving my opinion. I like to discuss these kind of things with people. So I'm like, that's why when I was like, guys, not to brag, but (laughs) when I told told my coworkers, I'm like, oh my God, Carlos's cousin's got a podcast. They're like, oh my gosh. But it was really exciting. I liked, I like that you're doing it because it isn't for anybody but yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how it really is. It's just like, um, you get joy out of the whole process. Yeah. Like at first I kind of wanted to just throw it on just on Spotify Mm -hmm. just to be able to listen to it. And it's just like, I kind of didn't want to, oh, now my mother's calling me. Hello? Hey. Aquí con Carlos. Carlos, tu sobrino? Platicando? Okay, pues. Okay. Alright, pues, bye. Oh, yeah. But, like, where was I? Uh, just throwing... Okay, yeah. So, I just wanted to kind of throw it on um, on just Spotify or just, like, something small just for me to go back and listen to because I kind of just wanted a... Like a memory. Just I just wanted to have it be a me thing. And maybe if that person said something really inspirational or something that, could, that stuck with me through my whole life and I just wanted to quote him or just listen back to it because it's always good, that, good to go back on good mm-hmm. conversations. And, and, yeah, so, but... And it's kind of cool, like what you're creating mm-hmm. is an arc is an archivable thing. Yeah, like topics that we talk about now, like you're gonna look back and say, oh, like 
do you remember the pandemic? I, the yeah, we've talked about 2020. Yeah. We're talking about your your 19 transitioning into this whole different phase of your life, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be 25, and you're gonna be 27, 30. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. oh, like you're. It's like a. It sounds silly, and I don't even want to use it, but it's like a diary. Like you yeah. are, like um. Oh my gosh, Carlos is. Do we have to go? Yeah. Are you wrapping it up? Anyway, so yeah, I was really excited when you told me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, but I think the also the like another big problem of what people not knowing what podcasts or they listen to is due to their attention span. The attention span of what you want to move to move the car right now. Oh, okay. It's just <laughs> so like, like it's like um, it's um like the biggest problem now is um. The attention span. The people's yes. attention span and don't break it. And how it's just so small. Like that's why TikTok is blowing up right now because yes. it's just like thirty second, a minute video, and you can just scroll and scroll and scroll for hours. Like sometimes if I'm just on TikTok all day and I try to watch a YouTube video, I skip through the so I, I skip through the YouTube video, and sometimes like I hate it because I'm just like, what am I doing? Like I enjoy this YouTuber, mm-hmm. but now I'm like I'm not, like I don't even watch him because I my attention span has just became so minimal that I can't even like watch a ten minute video. Yeah. Well, I know that, like, I got into podcasts because I commuted to Riverside for school, mm-hmm. and I got tired of hearing only music. Yeah. And 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 I feel like when you find a podcast you really love and the people, it's like you're in the room with them. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm sitting with these guys. And you're laughing, and you're yeah, enjoying like, your time. It's relatable. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, and it's something different. And, like, you're like, oh, my God, I never thought. It really is, like, watching interviews. And what else are you going to do when you're driving? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just, you know, you get tired of hearing the same songs. Mm-hmm. That's what I got into, like, listening to it because I started that's, to that's exactly what happened to me. It was just, like. You were driving to work and you're like, I'm I, tired of this. I'm tired. It's like, you've been listening to music at work and it's just, like, I got tired of it. And it wasn't, it, it was the same songs over and over and over again, the same playlist. Even trying to find the same artists. I couldn't find anyone. And it's, like, mm-hmm. I can't be on my phone all day and trying yeah. to find the so good. You just put your, I just put them, I put my AirPods in and. You know, uh, Joe Rogan used to be the Fear Factor host. Yeah, he used I to totally do. Totally didn't to... make that connection until like I was rewatching Fear Factor, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's this guy!" Yeah, he used to do a he used to do a lot of stuff. Like a lot and, of stuff. And yeah, and I just got tired of it, so I was like, I saw a TikTok of a little a cutscene of an episode of Joe Rogan, and it was with um, um, David Cho or Cho. Have you have you David? Ever... Ch- yeah, the yeah. chef. The, no. Wait. I am um, the David little. David Chen. No, the, the guy they um your sister likes. No, yeah. that's Ken, Doctor Ken. No. Oh, by the way, Doctor Ken friended Scout on Instagram. What happened? Do you know who Doctor Ken Jong is? No, who's he? The guy, the Asian guy from The Hangover. Oh, really? Yes. It's a long yeah. story. That's for that's, a, that's for another episode. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I started watching mm-hmm. um that, and he talked about doing a cross country across the the U.S. a whole like you know cross-country like literal like or whatever mm-hmm. and and he talked about it how he's just like throughout the whole time the only time someone i've almost been like um raped or kidnapped was only one time but he's just like the guy told me that he was gonna you know try what to, he try just to, went that crazy like that yeah. deep that fast yeah it went that the deep that fast i guess he stayed over the night and he talked about it and oh my gosh, and when they woke up the next day the guy told him he was just like i didn't do it but He's like, I was thinking about it. He's just like, oh my gosh. But he's like, and yeah, but that's what he talked about. And that's what got me into it. And it's a five hour 
episode and I listened to it for the next like day and a half. Oh, I love eight part series. Like I listened to last podcast on the left. Uh-huh. Like that is my favorite because they cover like obscure news, the occult mm-hmm. and like conspiracy theory. And it's just fun. Oh no, I will find that. Um, if not, the dog is going to eat it. <laughs> um, and, um, like, I love listening to because it's literally like watching a documentary in your ears. Yeah, and it's, like, it's funny because, yes. I don't know, like, I, I really I really enjoy it. Like, I think the longest one I watched was, uh no, I think David was four hours, and I watched um, Duncan Trussell. Do you know who Duncan Trussell is? Mm-mm. He has a show. He's a he's a podcast. He's, he's another podcaster, and I think he's a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's really good friends with Joe. And um, uh, let's see. He has a show on Netflix called um, Midnight Gospel. Okay. You should watch that. Have oh, you yeah. watched it, Carlos? I you know watched one episode once. Yeah. Did you really? And it was. Yeah, you watch a lot of stuff I without me. Watch it, like sometimes I just watch them random stuff because uh-huh. I like series, but the point is I burn to series like. I don't watch part. shows with him because he doesn't wait for me. So. Oh. The point is, if they start getting interested, I'm just keep going and I'm going. I'm gonna just keep going and going and going. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes I finish a whole season in one day. Mm-hmm. Like I just leave it sitting right there and yeah, that's scroll crazy. it. That's crazy. And I rewatch things that I like or I re-listen to things. Like uh-huh. for the podcast, I wasn't fan of that. I wasn't really care. Uh-huh. And she put me into one because we stopped driving. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. Like I uh, said, what's your interest? He's like, I like business. Mm-hmm. So I found him business wars. You yeah. ever heard about that one? No. You should watch it. Because actually it's the fights between companies. It was Coke versus Pepsi. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they'll go through how their business started, what models they used, what markets, and it's how they competed. Or how they, they, they advertised it in this way, and then Pepsi did it this I way. I was in Symphonies. Is that yeah. got me my attention? You yeah. know the Coca Cola used to be a Coke Police. They have a Coke Police. Really? Yeah. Oh, the Coke Police. Yeah. Yeah, that you were not like replicating their recipe exactly. or brand representation. <laughs> Some things that you would never that, right? Yeah. That was interesting. Oh, and like Carl's Jr. used to like we did one about McDonald's and McDonald's. oh my gosh, they have a lot of interesting. Nike, ones. PlayStation, Xbox, Monster, Monster versus Red Bull. Because this one is versus like yeah. Nike versus Adidas. Mm-hmm. That was uh, basically like the and Coke that's how and that's how a lot of big brands came about. It's just like they saw they're like okay, well. I think it's like I like to see it in Jeep and the new Ford Bronco, mm. the new Jeep. The it's Jeep. actually one between the uh, the companies Ford and GMC, I think so. Uh huh. Also, it's American Airlines versus uh, Delta or, or Delta, something like that. Something yeah. Like that. And you kind of get like, whoa. Yeah. Pedro's so- and it's good. And it, it's really good because it's like with the new electric uh, electric vehicles with um, Tesla and Elon Elon Musk. Since he was just you know casually just upgrading them and upgrading them, and now if if they're if um other companies get to his level they're gonna put pressure on him to the point where he's gonna have to like you know what we're gonna have to do better do better yeah. and change the technology that and well, that's, how, that's the only way we make improvements yeah because it's like i like to see what jeep because jeep never changed their style their interior stayed the same for so long and so i think they were gonna make the comeback for the ford bronco you think so? and that's well, when they, they the ford bronco they discontinued long time ago, long right? time ago but they came back they with the 2021 20, ford bronco oh my friend and they have it. really yeah i'm a i want, I want to get one <laughs> i know the the two-seater ones uh-huh. if i ever get a good job you or will. like or even just like a little a, a little small job and i would work for the car basically <laughs> i would get the two-seater ford bronco because it starts off, I think, at $23,000. Holy cow. Well, okay. It's like now a Honda guys, Civic. Yeah, but, but now once you go into market price, and then it's like 40000 and it's going to be nowhere close. But Either it make it really crazy in the next year, uh-huh. or it will drop it. People either buy it, or they don't care for it. 
If yeah. they don't care for it, they just start dropping the prices. But mm -hmm. if people start getting into those again, they're gonna go they gotta go $40,000, Yeah, Easy. Because Bronco is kind of like the F-150. Like, literally, that's the signature. Mm -hmm. Everybody have to have an F-150. Yeah. So, think about a Bronco. I want an F-150. I want a truck. Okay, Pedro. <laughs> yeah. Super Duty. He just changed his truck again. You know that, right? No. Remember the blue one that I had? No, the red the one. The red one. Yeah. I know. You told me he traded for a Ram or like 1500. Yeah, uh, 1500, no. Yeah, 1500 Ram 4x4. 4x4, yeah. Well, the point is that one that was no bar 4x4. Mm -hmm. He told me, like, they have too much power. Yeah. Over there, it snows. He said they was just keeping around the road. Because oh, it's not okay. 4x4. It's yeah. long bed. So he had too much power and no weight. So he was just... Just sliding yeah, everywhere. He yeah, he said he slid like two times like he really needed. Yeah. So he changed it for a 4x4 and a shorter bed. Still four seat and everything. Well, that's good. At least he got something that he, he enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to make the crab. No, you're okay. All right. Yeah. Move it. Okay, here, let me pause it. Okay, yeah. Where do we leave off? Do you remember? Uh... I don't even know. I don't remember. Huh. We were talking about... The podcast? The, yeah, the... how we got into podcasts. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, how I felt about, like, when you text me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the initial question. The yeah. initial question uh -huh. was that one, yeah. I was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this has been, yeah, this is really interesting to me. It was just, like, the way I got into it and all that uh -huh. stuff. It was, it was really cool. But, yeah. What's your favorite, what, what podcast besides Joe Rogan do you listen to? I Joe Rogan's the only one I've started off so far. That's really so basic, little. but. Um, I bet there's some good car podcasts out mm -hmm. there. Probably, yeah. I like to, I've watched series on like on YouTube and stuff like that of just straight cars and stuff. But I really do like, um, like Joe Rogan, the Midnight Gospel. That's really good. You need to watch that okay. though, by Duncan. Send he, it to me. I'll, I'll send it to you. And he actually, um, that's, he was almost like a really big inspiration for all this. Cause he just went and talked to whoever he, he wanted to, he would talk to some like Buddhist or some like um just anything we'll just throw in everything with people with like different views of the universe and the world and so on and so on and he would just go out and understand who they are and mm -hmm. let them talk and stuff like that and i really enjoyed that so that's where i was just like okay well maybe i could do something similar to that and he was really just like a big inspiration yeah that's super cool that that you're doing it you know what uh -huh. i mean i i think that's like this experience has been really fun because like yeah like i love talking yeah and like so do you and mm -hmm. then you like i, I feel thought like that's that's why i asked you because yeah, i'm like oh, oh you'll gosh, be you'll be a great fit to easy. it and <laughs> and easy and i I'll, you know i think it'll be really fun and uh, I, I it was yeah <laughs> it was a fun experience for sure but yeah and so my i want to just ask who like whoever like i, I eventually I, I have a small list and i kind of want to do like I have a small list of like five people so far that I have in mind, which mm -hmm. I haven't asked yet, but I, I do have need to ask. But yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? It's funny because like whenever, like I was saying, like how I go out, I ask people, oh, do you listen to podcasts? Mm -hmm. And it's just because like I think that like something that like you enjoy probably is like not just having superficial conversation. Yeah. Like some people are like, oh, wow, like we're getting so deep. I'm like, why not? Like, yeah. Normal. Well, like, why not? Yeah. Like, why not get to like. Express, get to know it get to know more than like what your favorite color is that's really cool mm -hmm. like i like that and it's such a better and deeper conversation you really get to know someone faster yeah mm -hmm. instead of just like oh it like we've known each other for four years 
And I barely found out that, you know, like your mother passed away like last year or something yes. like that. Yeah. And it, and it's it's like just stuff like that. Just like normalize it and just. Yeah. Like, People are always like, wow, I feel like I've known you for a long time. I'm like, yeah, it's because the questions I like to ask. Aren't very. Are not just like basic. I'm like, so mm-hmm. like, how do you deal with this? Like, how would you like. And we can learn a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what you I mean? Le- you learn a lot. You learn and perspective. What, yeah. And that's what I like to. That's why I like. I like this. It. And so. Yeah. Who yeah. are you going to do next? No, um, any any spoilers? Um, maybe. So Rob was the neighbor. Okay. I want to talk to Rob, and then I have a coach, an old coach of mine. He's really good at talking. He's like he's like really into politics. Super he's like super it. comfortable, and I haven't asked him, but I want to ask him. I want to ask a coworker of mine. He seems to be really interesting too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tony, I want to ask Tony. Mm-hmm. And, and the cool thing is now, I mean, like, yes, you have your equipment, but like anyone in the, you know, with Zoom and like. Yeah. And then that's cool because I could actually hook up my phone and have like a phone call and it'll be recording the phone oh, call. Oh, no way. Yeah. So the quality is. Yeah. So it's really, it's really good. And so that's why I liked about this setup because it was just like, I want something not so official where I would have to need like a whole, a whole, a whole arm, soundboard. a whole soundboard and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I just want something portable. Yeah. And like. Yeah, because now you can take it anywhere. I like can take it said. anywhere, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's the door, huh? It is the door. Yeah. I'll just close it real quick. Yeah, I was like, it's going to ruin your own. <laughs> yeah. So, that's cool. You have, like, a whole list. And it's something that, like, you don't have to keep to on a time schedule. Like, you yeah, do it when you want. I can do it whenever I want. And I kind of want to just, like, oh, my goal was maybe two a month. Maybe two a month. But sure. if... It's just like, well, you know what? I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, does it really matter how many? I don't care if I, like, I want to, maybe, yeah, having that time schedule will probably keep, like, people who I don't know in, t- in tune of listening into the podcast. But, like, okay, well, he posted this, and then now he's going to post another one at the end of the month or whatever. But I think it will be interesting as a startup of producing as many as I could at first, giving that people something to listen the to at first. The back or whatever. Uh-huh. Something to listen to at first mm-hmm. to get them like, okay, maybe I like it, maybe I don't. And yeah. then after that, I, then I can start a schedule. And mm-hmm. then it's that'd be really cool. It's so interesting because, like, I feel like we, like, how do I explain it? Like, for me, I think what stops me from doing stuff, like, more of my passions mm-hmm. publicly is because I don't like to stick to a schedule because I don't know why. I think it's, like, anxiety-wise. Yeah. That puts pressure on me to have a deadline. And sometimes, like, deadlines pass. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, oh, like, I really want to do this project. But I'm like, oh, but then I'd have to keep to a deadline. And, yeah. like, I think that fear of doing that stops a lot of people from pursuing things that they really want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like a part of like, yeah. will that take the fun out of it if I have to? But no, it just kind of holds you mildly accountable. Mm-hmm. You Mild know what? You should have. You should listen to Ear Hustle. Do you have you heard of Ear Hustle? I think I have. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you don't have to listen. I could listen on and off to episodes. Like mm-hmm. it's not one that's gonna completely captivate you, but it gains a very interesting. In, I think like because it's interview based, um, about and it's made by the prisoners in San Quentin. Uh huh. So that alone, just having that perspective and how yeah, that's that's really that cool. connection is really mm-hmm. cool. Like it helps you understand who these people are. I think you'd really like it because yeah. it's interview based. Yeah, I, I'll probably like it. Send that. I'll one send it to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, ear hustle for sure. But um, what's it called? You told me that you told your coworkers and they were how they react to it. They were yeah. excited. <laughs> oh, okay, because the way I set it up uh-huh. 
Um, they just kind of laughed. They're are like, these of are your coworkers at, at, at Starbucks? Root, at Starbucks? At Starbucks. Because okay. I went in, I said, oh my gosh, guys, I don't want to brag. Uh-huh. But I have like kind of like a life dream of mine being fulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're like, what? And I'm like, I get to be interviewed on a podcast. I said, it's not a big one. Uh-huh. But, and then I explained to it. And they're like, oh my gosh, Palmer, are you like, they're like, yes, that was so cool because mm-hmm. everyone loves talking about themselves and everybody loves to like share, like they know that I'm such a conversationalist yeah. that they're like, that's perfect. And then I told them like, yeah, it's called Ethos Pathos Legos. And we build a set of Legos while, like, I can't even say it, Legos, mm-hmm. like while we are doing the entrevista. And they're like, oh my, and then that's when my coworker's like, what? Cause she loves Legos. Yeah. And she's like, tell him if he needs a guest. I'll do it. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, sure. Like, you know, like I'll tell them. And so, yeah, they, it was a really positive reaction because I think, mm-hmm. um, like I said, like, po- like I, I ask everybody, do you listen to a podcast? So they know that I love podcasts. Yeah. So when they heard that, they were just really happy that, like, I found something that was like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it yeah. was, oh, that fits your niche. That's your aesthetic, Palmer That's podcasting. Really cool. yeah. Uh huh. Tell the person who was uh, who was interested. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll know. pass her your number, or uh-huh. I'll I'll send you hers. I don't know. Yeah. I'll do both. <laughs> One of those two. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'll do both. That way, if you need mm-hmm. to contact her or she wants to contact you, uh-huh. yeah, she's cool. She just moved to she moved to the desert maybe like a year, a few years ago. Uh-huh. So she's from Riverside. Oh, okay. I think don't quote. We'll me find out. That. We'll find yes. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her name's Justine. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah that would be really cool. Yeah, I'm always open and like even with people like would tell me oh hey you should go interview this person i would love to because it's it's part of the experience too you mm-hmm. get to know someone new and you get to know a little bit more of them you're only gaining it's like you're only you're not, it's you're not it's not gonna ever be a loose situation exactly even though if it's gonna be like maybe like a one hour episode or two like a yeah. 40 50 minute hour episode mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because it was just uh it was a good 40 minutes of conversation and and so on and it's so such on. a unique experience that people mm-hmm. it's kind of therapeutic too right yeah. people are like like i don't think we're given the agency to talk about ourselves enough yeah you know what i mean like oh i'm constantly making this about myself we're constantly shaming ourselves yeah but like in this kind of interview setting that's the whole point mm-hmm. it's like tell me about your experiences yeah. i want to listen and people that's what i people are you know at starbucks they're like oh why are you so good at connecting with people at the at the window, I'm like, because people love to just be listened. Like, yeah. they love to be just heard, you know? And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you have so. any other questions? Um, <laughs> no, we could just keep talking about whatever whatever comes to mind. I had some, but <laughs> I, like, it's just, I don't know. I'd like, just continue on the car. Just a normal yeah. flow co- of a conversation. Uh-huh. I just really enjoyed that. Like, on the last one, I didn't really have to bring up any of the questions but oh and i don't know i was just wondering if no, there's yeah. like if there's no, yeah. like, like i had i have i have a, like, like oh a i should have asked her this mm-hmm. but um yeah what did you think when okay i'll ask you what was your first we'll just do this first impressions because uh-huh. um you on your last episode yeah. had someone that you had never met before correct yeah so that was your first time actually meeting them mm-hmm. was sitting down okay so you and i have known each other for a few years um but i feel like the first time I, the only times I've met you were at your mom's house when yeah. we brought the girls over for swimming. So like, I feel like it's been kind of fun to like get to know you more like in the past couple years. Mm-hmm. So like, did you like what was your first impression? You're like, oh, another person. Your family is so big that mm-hmm. like there's probably people coming in and out all the time. Like yeah, but yeah, my first impressions were like 
you know, like, oh, someone knew. Let's see, you know, how they are. And I saw that you were really, like, you know, you were just talking. You would talk a lot. And I really <laughs> love that because yeah. it's just like, oh, I just love hearing people talk and just mm-hmm. talk about them. And then uh, just carry on, carry on conversations like, oh, what, like, what do you do for a living? Like, this and that. Uh-huh. And how'd you end up there and yeah. stuff like this. But, yeah. And so I, I really, I thought that was really cool. And so. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was, it's funny because now I feel like I've gotten to know like Carlos's family, like you guys, uh-huh. like so much better, and I feel so much more comfortable. Cause you know when you like when you enter into a like a family, yeah, it's so nerve wracking. Like cause mm-hmm. it's in it, your family is like so open about like so open armed. Like even yeah. my sister came over to your mom's house like, yeah. that one time. Like and it was just so natural. Like like we're just like yeah, let's go come over. Like yeah, just it's fine. It doesn't it, bug. Yeah. No, why would it? And mm-hmm. like my family's the same way too. So it mm-hmm. made me really happy to know that like you know being with him and like being a part of it sounds super cheesy but like i really since i don't have family out here i love that he has such a big family here that we're constantly getting to like that i'm like hey we can let's go ask your aunt or let's go ask your cousin to do this like that like we because i think family is really important to me yeah so like having that network when i don't have my own fam like my quote-unquote own family Mm -hmm was really special like I was like yes like we're finally getting to know each other and it's like it just made me it really makes me happy so when you reached out to me too I'm like oh my gosh like he feels comfortable enough Mm -hmm. to like ask me yeah you know what I mean so yeah and it it was funny because it's just like I was like oh because I I don't know like I have this uh, the names of like I sometimes I forget names or no it's not that I forget names it's just like I think about people Mm -hmm. but I never reach out to them Right. But it's just like, oh, I wonder how they're doing. Or I wonder oh, how they're too, doing. Oh, me too, all the time. And it's just like, it's just a weird thing. Sometimes my mom's just like, why don't you just like talk to them? And I'm just like, nah, because they're probably busy. I don't want to bother them. But I do wonder how they're doing and so on and so on. Like with Carlos, like I, oh, like when he first got the house and how he was doing a reconstruction of uh-huh. the inside and stuff like that. I was just like, well, I wonder how he's doing. I wonder how the house is coming along. Yeah. But I just never asked and it's, stuff like that. You know why? It's because, I hate to say it, relationships actually take work in all uh-huh. forms. Yeah. Like, you only get, I think it's rare. Well, I guess there's two schools of thought, right? You know, my best friend and I are best friends because we don't put pressure on our relationship. Mm -hmm. We, that's the reason we're friends. She lives in Seattle. Like, we grew up together, but we can go months without talking to each other. Talking, and when you're back together, it's like no time has passed. Yeah. And we've been friends for 15 years. And it's like we're making the same silly jokes or like she makes me laugh in the same way that she did that she did years. 15 years ago. Like we've grown together and now we're adults. It we're, po- we're out of high school. We're out of our parents' house. You know what I mean? We're making our own independent plans. Like we're not just neighbors anymore. Like mm-hmm. our friendship like is truly evolved with us. And I was just reflecting with her on it. How I'm like, you know what? Like. It's just no pressure. But, you know, at the same time, there is a little bit of pressure, right? Because, you know, um, like, it always takes one person to reach out. Mm-hmm. And that's what can be really hard for people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just think that's interesting that you see that perspective. You're like, I always want, like how you're saying, like, I always want to reach out to people, but I never do. And part of that is, like, you like you, you know why? It's because we overthink. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I don't know what if they're busy, what if they're like going through something, but you yeah. never know. And then, you know, this year I just started saying like, F it. Yeah. I'm going to just text them. Hey, what's up? 
you know. Like, how you doing? How you doing? Or, like, I just pretend, like, I don't make it weird. Like, if I haven't seen you, or, like, maybe we only shared that one class together, mm-hmm. whatever, so long ago. I'll just pretend, like, I'm just going to be like, hey, how you doing today? You know? Not, like, the whole, oh, how you been? Like, the whole song and dance of, like, I haven't seen you. Remember that one thing? So, like, I think that, like, a good way to, like make that transition of like not seeing them is just pretending that no time has passed. Yeah. Like, hey, so like, what have you, like... What you been up to? What have you been up to? Like, how's life? I mean, yeah, you can ask those basic questions, but, you know, just to start the conversation, you just say hi, you know? Mm-hmm. And let that kind of guide, you know? Like, oh, yeah. 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 I it's, know, it's kind of funny, though. Like, because, like, you know what? It's like when on social media, you see that it's their birthday. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I kind of want to wish them a happy birthday, but I also haven't talked to them since their last birthday. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be weird. And then we overthink about stuff like that. Yeah. It's funny because about birthdays, if I don't know if it's your birthday, uh-huh. my tendency is not to say happy birthday. Even though like there's a fat sign, I see you on your birthday and stuff yeah. like that. But it, my tendency is not to say happy birthday. Uh-huh. And I think that's almost it, it, it almost goes almost like a, a both way thing because it's just like if someone didn't know it was your birthday and they would just wish you a happy birthday, it's not genuine. It, is it? Is it really that meaningful? Right, is exactly. It, it, really, it seems disgenuine. It feels disgenuine. It almost feels like an obligation, and um, and to me, it's just like when I see people's like, like, just stuff like that. Like I see that they're posting, oh, it's their birthday, but I didn't remember. I'm not gonna say happy birthday, even though like we were friends for like so so many years. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say happy birthday because I didn't remember it was your birthday. And because if I wanted to tell you it's your birthday, it's because I remembered. It's because I remember. text you. Exactly. Not because I saw it on on social media. Yes. And I was just like, oh, I get that. Happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, then it really does feel take out the, the genuineness mm-hmm. of it. And it doesn't really make it that special of a birthday. And yeah. or not that special of a, of a happy well, or a wishing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when it comes to those kind of things, like. Not saying you know who, like, it is really special when you get the text from a person compared to, like, a post, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. or whatever, like, I don't know, like, because, you know, they went out of the way to text you Mm -hmm. instead of, like, um, just on the street, so it's more genuine, for sure. That's funny. I know. And a lot of things have been really more, um, like, speaking of, like, posting, like, oh, happy birthday and this and that, and it's just, like, a a lot of people share a lot of stuff about their life, too, on social media. It's, like, really... It's interesting watching them, like, oh, um, like, on social media, uh-huh. like, they'll, they'll show you how they've, how they've grown and stuff like that. But sometimes, it's like, people would be like, was that, like, I don't know. The, it, you know what? It is, the social media is its own t- blessing and curse, I guess, uh-huh. because I, you know, me being away from my family, I do enjoy s- connecting, quote, unquote, that way, because it, it's laziness, partly, mm-hmm. because then I don't have to FaceTime everybody. I don't have yeah. to specifically ask my brother to send me pictures of his kids. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, But at the same time, people live completely false lives on there the internet. That's what I, that's what I was so what of. does that even mean, right? Yeah. You know, like, I think, like, the new way, it's funny because I feel that the new... There's two ways that social media kind of goes. Like, I feel like now people are posting less Mm -hmm. and just kind of going towards content creators and just seeing it more as like a periodical, right? Let's use Instagram, for example. Like, people post less and they follow 
restaurants. They are following lifestyle. They're following they're following different types of pages. Like your friends' pages, mm-hmm. that's cool. But unless your friend is like posting for a reason, like a lifestyle choice, then you know you're not gonna like see that many. I don't know how to explain. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I'm making sense. No, yeah, you are. Like, like we've drip. There's that route where. We aren't really posting to share our personal lives. We're posting to create content. And then there's the other one where, like, people overshare. And they only, they do Finstas, right? Mm-hmm. Because they enjoy Having that putting attention. that false perception. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like a hobby almost. Like, well, how can I create? Is that necessarily bad? You know, if yeah. they know that, like, what, okay, so, like, You've heard the term Finsta, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, is it a bad thing? Uh, or good if the person who does it has, like, the intent, like, I know it's fake. Is it more harm? You know what I mean? I don't know, because a lot of people's Finsta is, it, it varies. People's Finsta's, Finsta's vary. Like, mm-hmm. some of them are personal. Like, yes. And then some of them are just, like, Oh, these were just extra pictures. Yeah, that spam I, just, or whatever. Just a, just a spam, or just to talk about. Oh, I really like this picture, but I didn't think it was like a main worthy picture. So they'll be like, yeah, just and stuff like that. But I don't think that really matters. It's mm-hmm. like, I like you should post what you feel like genuine. You should post what you feel genuine about. Like if you think this picture was good enough, or you really like the picture, but you just don't want to ruin that main image of you then what does that even mean what does that even mean it's just like social media was just a post about your life and so on but now we have we've created what what you said was just this false image of ourselves that has um has basically taken over even other people's lives that there's people taking people's um over their lives they're just like oh i need to i need to take a picture and pose in front of this because i need to post on instagram and make it seem like I'm traveling the world, or I've met this artist, or I met this famous person. I'm making yes. big moves, this and that. Yes, like champagne would, dreams with beer money, my friends. Yeah, <laughs> and then people are just like posting. They, I, the most cheesiest ones that always like triggered me were the the money flashing. People oh would flash their money, gosh. and it's just like, oh my god, I can do that same day on my payday. Congratulations. Yes, yes like, congratulations. You've well, because now we know most of it's. Fake. Most of yeah, exactly. We're uh-huh. mostly aware of the falseness, like yes. that. What what does that even mean? So yeah, you look at it and you're like, see, now you're just doing it for attention. You mm-hmm. aren't, and that's why I post. Like I used to post all the time because I genuinely liked sharing my life. And then I'm like, no, you know what? F this. Mm-hmm. I don't need to share. Who, who people who are in my circle, yeah. I will share. Mm-hmm. I don't need validation from random whatever and i don't even do it for validation right like but like in part we kind of did right you would post to get a little bit of validation right yeah there's a little part of that where you're like oh cool like they liked it whatever so like 156 likes all right cool yeah like no like i remember when instagram first came out they're like oh you got more than 11 then it doesn't show the little names at the bottom Mm -hmm. anyway so like now like as i kind of like reflect i'm like why am i actually sharing these photos Mm -hmm. Um, am I like people who I really care for and I like to want to share that with, I can just call and text and that's how I feel. Like another thing is like people have like people really create this image on themselves on social media. So like almost of, uh, of like if they're almost famous, like people would like 10, let's say I, there's accounts that would have a thousand followers and before 
they would have follow a thousand people too. Mm-hmm. And I see it in both ways, and people do it in two different ways. But Sp- like spam accounts and uh, like. Uh, I don't, I don't know, but oh. it was it's like uh, all right. Let's so I have an account and I have a thousand followers, mm-hmm. and before I used to I was following a thousand people, so it was a balance. Yes. And I hit the point where I'm just like, you know what, I'm gonna unfollow everyone just so my account makes it, so just so my account looks like, oh. I don't like that. I don't like people, but people oh, like me, and they'll yes. do that. They'll have yeah. that image of themselves to make it almost make it look like, um, like they were they're famous. Important. Or they're important. There mm. you go. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely toxic, and I'm I am glad because I feel like a lot of the younger, like m- like my generation, we were total slaves to social media, mm-hmm. and like we wanted like to pe- we want to be validated so bad. Yeah. But like I appreciate that like the younger generation knows that it's fake no like we were so innocent to think like oh how would they, why would they lie about that right yeah. why would they lie about what their status is you know but now obviously people do it all the time and i it's good to know that like the younger generation recognizes oh there's nothing credible if it's on the internet anyone mm-hmm. you can manipulate that situation yeah. 10 million times so it's like it just seems stressful to be yeah. a content creator it, you know it really is to be on social media and to have the, a, a big enough following seems really really stressful i think it's damaging too to a point where like especially with like everybody's a critic you're opening yourself up to like those kind of criticisms and yeah you can be as strong as you want and not listen to them but like you're gonna take you're gonna read it and you're gonna think about it Mm -hmm. there is no you cannot tell me that no one is strong yes it is depending how yes you may be able to digest it and it's um you know digest it and like not care but at the same time you're still reading it and you'll probably be in your subconscious Mm -hmm. yeah like I, I I just think um, social media is a is a big impact in a uh, positive and negative way. But yeah. it, like my view is more of a negative way because it's just not even like let's just get out of um like Instagram and Facebook. Now you start hitting the news and stuff like that. And like what I've been talking to we're ta- talking about a lot was um like news has a big impact on on just like social media and stuff like that like when people when all right so when a news channel throws out you know their news and they've hit it on social media that share that like that whatever it it like anything could just spread like wildfire at mm-hmm. this point and at this point and this day and age news channels aren't throwing um what's real they're throwing they're just um they just want to be the first one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's reliable anymore. Yes. They just want to be the first one. And that is like a real negative impact. Yeah. And it's like, it, it hurts in every it, it, direction. It, it, it invalidates a so lot many of things. things. And like, you hate to be like the person, like fake news, whatever. Uh-huh. But like. But it's so true. And it's. There's, yes. and But here's the thing. Okay. This uh-huh. is something that I've been trying to ask people about and like what their opinions are. So I'll ask you. Um. I feel that, like, the reason our fatal flaw as humans, and I'm very cynical, which is funny because I find I am a very optimistic person, mm-hmm. but that is because I can see the cynicism of the whole situation. So, so um, I believe that one of our fatal flaws as humans is that we all have our own perspectives. Mm-hmm. We can watch the same movie and take two different interpretations from it. So who are we to say what is truth in fact? Yeah. I could tell you this box is in fact square. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, we both see it square, but like, I don't, I don't know, if, like, but like you know, you could say, oh well, you know, it's square, but it's also a rectangle. But like, and and that's such a basic like example. Mm-hmm. But like, I think of this more of a situation. Like we see this with like. Um, with families and my parents, right? Like, like, well, I don't understand. Like, how do I explain it? Like, I have a memory of this for sure happening, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, well, I was there, and that's not how it happened. And, like, how do we have real truths, you know, when we have so many objecti- objective uh, variables in our own point of view and how our brain processes it. Mm-hmm. Like you are living your own life and you are going to have a different truth than what I have because of based on our past experiences. So it's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Super. So what does that mean? Is Does truth even exist? I guess. Yeah. Kind of. Whatever. In a, in a way it in does. In a way it does, but like when it comes to news, uh-huh. like how you interpret like what they're seeing. Or what they mean, you know, like it comes, it goes all the way to the top. It really does. Like news has such a, a powerful impact. Unfortunately. It's, unfortunately, it's just like just one, like one news channel can just say the wrong bit of information, oh, yeah. and it will just spread like wildfire. Yes. And it's just like the news, the media will kill. It's like with this whole COVID thing. Yes, it, it is a big issue, uh, but I think the media did its job by making it such a larger issue than it i think it should have been i i so yeah like there we go again about the truth right uh like like um it's all about how people wanted to perceive it right some people we could watch the same news channel clip Mm -hmm. and we'll see that's why it's so dangerous that he's saying it's fake news but yeah it's fake but because he didn't take it you know what i mean like it's just it's frustrating you know it's because the facts, what are facts? But the facts are this is happening, right? This is people are dying. You mm-hmm. cannot ignore you can, that. You can't ignore that. You yeah. can't ignore Like, yes, I guess the government probably has a ton of secrets and whatever. But, like, you are ignorant if you choose to believe that, yes, the news exaggerates. Mm-hmm. And that is their fatal flaw. That is a flaw of theirs. But, like, you want to, like, my family, like, obviously in Michigan, the virus has worked differently than how it has across our own property in our own communities. And I'm like, you know, I was telling my mom, I was like, Oh, well, you know, luckily it's not that bad. I'm like where you are where, yeah, you like, but in California where we're all squished in, Mm -hmm. I've had people in my circle of friends whose family members have died from this, Yeah, you know, and that is a whole different perspective. So you're like, don't tell me that it's not a real thing. Mm -hmm. This is obviously a lot different now because but like at the beginning, at the very beginning, it was just like there was a news channel saying like it was just um, this. They were almost seeing it um, pro- like making it seem like it was almost just the end of the world. And this was it. And I remember it because they were just Toilet like, paper. we, we got to <laughs> Yeah, we got to shut this down. Toilet paper is out. Oh, stock up on food. Stock up on this. We're going to uh-huh. close down for three, four months. And, and uh, nobody I, I don't think like this was everyone's first time experience. Obviously, it's like the last pandemic was what? Almost just like, well. I compare this, uh-huh. this is kind of funny, but, like, Y2K. Uh, so, like, in the year, everybody, have you heard of Y2K? No. Okay. So, this is, I'm laughing because it sounds so stupid now. We thought <laughs> that when the, ni- there was, like, a rumor that in the year 1999, uh-huh. 
that when it changed to 2000, that the computers could not handle it, that all these systems were going to break down, that it was going to be, like, apocalyptic. So people prepped for the Y2K, the year 2000. My parents prepped for it. Because they're like, we're, the, the grocery stores aren't going to have way, like communications are going to be down. Um, you can't go to the grocery because they don't have a backup system because mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. So like we prepped. And so like, you know, and I think like when it obviously midnight struck and nothing happened, mm-hmm. you were like, oh, wow, crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like the truths, like going back to like where you were saying like, no. They blew it out of proportion. Like, mm-hmm. they did in Y2K. And nothing, like... Y2K. That's really interesting. I've never heard of that. And I feel like... Ask your a, mom. I feel like that's something that she you, would ha- know. you would have to live Ga- through to Gabriel understand. would probably know. He's, he's what, 20... He's 30 now. 31. He's 30. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, he was old enough to remember it. Yeah. Yeah. That's You've crazy. never heard of Y2K? I've never heard of Y2K. But I did know about the end of the world in 2012 and so mm, on. Yeah. Maybe because I was just old. I was older enough. And I remember that was the big thing. Yeah, and everyone's mom, not the mind. Yeah, and everyone, the Mayan calendar, the Mayan calendar, and everyone, it was just all over the world. I remember being in Mexico during around that time, uh-huh. and everyone was just talking about it's going to be the end of the world. Like, the Mayan, the Mayans, the Mayans, the Mayans. They were this. right, they were right. They're, they're going to be right, they're going to be right. It's this, this, and that. Uh-huh. And even, like, still today, they're just like, oh, plot Everyone's twist. just waiting. Yeah, everyone's playing, waiting, but even, like, not that long ago, it's, obviously, it's now thrown under the carpet. It was almost 10 years ago. It was almost 10 years ago. Yeah, just... I just want to let you know that it didn't just happen. <laughs> it was almost 10 years ago. 2012 was almost 10 years ago. That made me feel old. Yes. That's 10 years ago. I was just but, like, wait, wait, wait. He's they, not got a, he doesn't have a concept. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, but, um, but wow, that was 10 years ago. Yeah, but, just letting you know. <laughs> but no, but you'd like another thing they were just like, that got brought up not that long ago, actually. It was actually this year or last year that was brought up saying, um, we read the Mayan calendar wrong. 2020, 2020 is going to be the time that, because we skipped a year, we missed Why a year. Why are humans the, uh, so set on the apocalypse? I don't know. People and are doomsday pe- preppers. Pe- and those people are like. Have you watched a, the doomsday preppers on Netflix? I've, I've seen people like where they build like. Shelters. Like shelters, shelters. And even like in, in now and nowadays, like with this whole COVID thing, like people are like stocked. They're feeling up. so validated right now. Yeah. It's like they're so stocked up. Like you look into a room and they have just straight like toilet paper or like even like et cetera. And it's just like even still today, like. Yeah, I, even um, a year later, you're like, are you still hoarding? Like, are you still? Yeah. And it's like really, really crazy to me. Yeah. And totally. it's just like that That just proves how powerful the media is. And it was just like it's. It's overwhelming to it's say the least. overwhelming. And my parents were even terrified too. My parents were scared, but I'm just like, it's not going to happen. And they're like, what do you know? Like, what would you live through? And I was just like, come now on. Now you know like, Y2K. Like, yeah. <laughs> you but didn't I, live through Y2K. <laughs> but I was just like, well, I, I'm growing up in the day, the day and age of social media and the media and the internet and the power it has. And I'm just like, I know to understand that there's just an exaggeration. And reality is just like... And you have, you have greater access to media, more sources of media than probably what your parents have too. Like, mm-hmm. you know where to find reputable sources of information yeah. other than like the news at five o'clock. CNN. <laughs> CNN. At least it's not Fox News. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't be <laughs> <love> Fox News. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Or like, yeah, like so 
you have because you know how to like access it's like with the vaccine too right mm-hmm. like people only hear what they want to hear it's just no yeah that's it that's another thing like i said about the truth people only want to hear what you want to hear yeah people only want to, yeah and it's it's really we're like that that's what mm-hmm. stinks i only want to hear what i want to hear yeah no one's no one's immune to that mm-hmm. and, and even like with this whole thing of uh like right now i think we are so separated in a in government in, in a government in a government way we are so separated it's like if you don't think that if you don't think like i do you are the downfall of america and it goes for both ways and yes. it's both like it is so hard to find someone that you can talk politics with. politics with because it's just like oh you're not it still has battery and then um <laughs> it's like Ooh. yeah it's it's slowly going down but it was just like um it's just like, oh, you're not part of the left. I don't even want to talk to you. And people are really getting some people well, are. Some people are, and it's like we're, it. It starts up this cancel culture of people getting canceled yes. because it's just like, oh, you don't believe in this, mm-hmm. but we all do. Yeah, you're canceled, and I think that's what gets me frustrated because it's just like, it's not the problem of being, you know, liking the left or being part of the right. Mm-hmm. It is more of. The people who are not understanding, and it's almost like we're the problem, not due to our oh, political views, but due to our I- ignorance and yes. not being able to have an open and understanding conversation. And it's and it's very, very like frustrating because you could just talk to someone. You'd be like, OK, but I have this evidence to back me up. They're like, no, 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 no. that doesn't matter because I watched this, this and this and they're right. Right. And you're just like, well, no. And it's just it's very, very hard. And there's some things like I, I like to say that I was. I like to say that I'm open mind. I like to say that I see both views and and you know in its ways, and I have you know my views. You're and, keeping your mind open. Uh-huh, for I'm sure. keeping my mind open in different, in different ways and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But well, that's what I always say is like uh-huh. I'm not scared of getting old physically. I don't want to get old mentally and have my mind closed. Mm-hmm. You know that is what we see. You know yeah. as you get older, your mind closes. You know like okay, you're old enough now to see. I don't know, you'd be a millennial or a Gen Z. I don't know whatever you, what generation yeah. you identify with. I don't know. Right, exactly. But, you know, I am in the age where I can actually see a younger generation and their mannerisms. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, wow, I was not like that. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. But I don't want to close my mind off to it with the sayings that they say or like what I use them, no, but I'm not going to say what they're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Because that is exactly what I feel, and you have to fight against that because it's different. Yeah. Because our parents did that to us too. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's what? crazy. And like, okay, like what you're saying about like educating people with Carlos's immigration, right? My family from Michigan does is they are tend to be more conservative, but that is, they are good people. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of that just stems from not knowing anybody, any people of color. So mm-hmm. when I explain Carlos's situation, they're like, oh, I didn't know that's what you had to do. I'm like, a lot of people don't know. No, yeah. It's and a, a lot it's of people wouldn't process. vote a certain way they do had they known that this is the reality for so many people. Mm-hmm. And it varies them. in very different places. And it's just like people have a big problem. It's just like, oh, why is Texas like this? Oh, why is this, this They're and that? And, and then and it's just like, why is this, this and that? And this way. And it's just like, and it's like. It's like not everyone was raised with the same ideologies as you. Yes, you've been through this, but once you... It's are different. Uh-huh. And it's like once you move... All right, I'm like I always tell them, I'm just like, um, all right, move out, of, um, move out of California and you enter in a different world. 
there's going to be a different atmosphere. Oh. And you're going to have to adapt to you it. You want to move to Tennessee? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, um, I, I told my, um, I told my, as my, a person of color, good thing you're a little lighter. <laughs> like, yeah, really? I, I told my boss that, and he was just like, Tennessee, what are you going to go do in Tennessee? I'm like, oh, I have a cousin who lives out there. Really? And what is he? I'm like, he's Hispanic. And he was just like, hmm. He's like, good luck with that one. And I was just like, why? And he's just like, they are very, very, like, you know, towards, you know, they, we they, they live don't see in a color. beautiful bubble of diversity in California. And like, it is easy to forget that there are so many other parts of the world that are not the same way. Mm-hmm. But if you don't go out and experience and educate, like you're saying, who are we, how are we going to improve? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's funny because it's like when, um, like Biden, uh, left like gained office like a bunch of the republicans they wanted to um move to their own state i'm like what's that gonna do Mm -hmm. okay bye but like you're gonna you that just shows that you want to you don't want to learn about other people learn about anything else you want to stay within your oh my god there's so many red lights is it i'm just kidding oh no this one okay so it's funny the i just have the other two outputs Uh or inputs muted and oh we're talking about the recorder but the other two mics are muted, so I, I guess it, from videos I've watched, they say just a mute. And this is just like a sound effect board right here, so I have four options oh. for a sound effect. You could put and stings in. Like yeah, I could like do like Ulysses a bleeping. Words. Boo, boo. Uh-huh. So I just have to um, program it. I just haven't because I don't know. It's like I don't think it needs to be that fancy. Yeah, yeah. Yet. But once I do, it's like you can get a red flag button, red flag, and then <laughs> yeah, a red flag button or something like I, I, I have ideas that I want to do this, but that's so cool. Mm-hmm. But what, what was what was before we started talking about? Oh, we were just talking about like keeping an open mind uh-huh. about like things oh, yeah. in general and like how just like a big problem with life is that uh-huh. people don't want to see from other people's perspectives. No, yeah, and, and it's so hard. It it really is so hard, and it's just like. People always talk about, like, oh, we're in the downfall of what, what I see it is just like when people are complaining, it's like, oh, our rights are being taken away, this and that, this and that, and this and this and this and that. And I'm like, yes, in, in a way. But have you ever seen how people live in this? You want to go to communist country you and wanna, see how your rights are taken away? Exactly. And they're like, if you have such a big problem with the, with the United States and America itself, Mm-hmm. Then try living in a different place. Yeah. And, try and they're, having... they're going to be like, okay, I'm going to go to Canada. But did you know you have to get accepted into Canada to be a, a, a citizen? Yeah. And then a lot of people are just like, I, I, well, I think a lot of people don't you, know that. The Americans do not understand the immigration system uh-huh. at all. Yeah. And it's just like, did you know they could deny you because you are from the United States? Yeah. You would, you, your, your immigration would be... Denied. Denied. And they're going to be like, Why? And they're like, because you're from the United States. And it's just like, okay. But in other places, it's just like, okay, well, we have, um, it's just, it, it just blows my mind. It's just people are like, oh, we're doing, just live somewhere else. Like, okay, you think that. You don't just get to pick up and move. You don't get to just pick up and move. And people are just like, well, why don't we do this, this, and this, and like, I'm like this place. I'm moving to so and so. And yeah. you're like, you don't get it. You don't get it. Wait until you live there and live there a couple of years. Why do you think so many people want to come here? Yep. Why do you think so many people want to live here? Even though it's imperfect, but Bro, yet, you have a lot more freedom. You have than a lot you more. You yeah. The places that you're talking about that where they have quote unquote freedom, Literally. quote unquote freedom. Guess what? Live there and tell ask people why like they're trying to move over here, mm-hmm. and they're gonna explain everything to you. Even yep. though like I, um, why they're trying to move over here, and um, it's like they talk about someone was talking about um 
um, it was with the whole um, like BLM stuff, but yeah. it was it was very. I don't want to touch that, but it was yeah. just like, but it was, it was, they were talking about how it's just like something with uh, freedom of speech or like, oh, we like something about freedom of speech. And I was just Their like. Their rights of infringement on uh-huh. that topic. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, well try going some little, oh, some little, some little girl from Cuba or some other place, some place in like from the Hispanic, you know, community, w- community yes. said, said, um. She was just like, you talk about giving up your right of freedom of speech to everyone to be equal. But it's funny because here in, in whatever, like let's say Cuba, and yeah. everyone would die. They would like, you know, do yeah, anything. Yeah, just, just Like they would die for freedom of speech. The way that you're doing and the way you're protesting, yeah. they would want that. And they that's have no all. idea. They have no idea. And I think that's what people just like. Some they people don't are understand so. what true corruption of government is. Mm-hmm. People are just like they, since they've only lived here and only studied what it's like living here. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Okay, like some places have um, like uh, free healthcare and this and that. But like I watched a video in high school where some teacher was just like, okay, well, all these people want free healthcare and this and that. Like France or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think they have. I don't know. I, I could be totally wrong, but there's a place that has free healthcare. Canada's and got universal. Can, Any, Canada, there's a lot of places. There's a universal. lot of places, but in a lot of places, it's not perfect, and then that is the problem that a lot of places have. Is just like, okay, well, we get free health, like universal healthcare, but how perfect is this system really going to be, and how useful is it really going to be? Right. And that's a, that's a really, really, really big problem. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. the grass is never greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. It has its own set of problems, uh, like. Like if you take like if you look into the like the com- quote unquote capitalist slash communist system like there's no way you can have a left or right or this party that party everything has to have a mix of both because mm-hmm. that's just the reality like there's no perfect system no yeah it's super crazy for sure yeah definitely life but yeah everything is going so great we are so far just so but that's why you have to focus on yourself mm-hmm. like. I get really, like, not depressed, but, like, it can get overwhelming thinking about everything that's going on in the world, and all you can do is just be like, you know what, I'm living better than 80% of the people in this no, world, yeah. you know what I mean? And, like, it's like, you think you have it cheesy, bad, like, but wait you until you, wait, wait until you see what other people have to go through. Yes, and, and you can't care, you cannot care what, hey, that person is doing, like, well, I'm upset because they don't do this. I'm like, well, it's not really your life. Mm-hmm. Yes, if it like infringes on someone's rights and you're being a crappy person, yeah, that's different. But like, if they're like, if no pasa nada, like, I don't know. Some people get like way too into like what the opinions of others mean or what it means for their selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like, you know, I could get mad that like so-and-so does this at my job, but I'm like, well, that's their deal. You know, yeah. like, I can't let it affect me. It's pretty crazy. No, yeah. <sighs> yeah. A, a lot of, and it's just, what, what, I, what I always like to talk about is um, what the power of money has with success. And I kind of want to change out the batteries on the recorder because okay. I hear, <laughs> so it was five days ago. And I actually hit, um, I am on, let's see, Apple, Apple Podcast. I use Spotify. So. Even though I have an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. Apple Podcasts were glitchy for me. And I feel like there's a lot of creators who have more freedom with Spotify. Uh-huh. Yes, Apple has its own like way of accepting people. But I am on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Stitcher, I am on. No, I don't think Stitcher. Maybe I don't think so. I don't know. I have to check. But I'm also on Google Podcasts, and I didn't know Google had a podcast. Yeah, I think they just started it not that long ago. But yeah. But see, they're getting into the podcast game. Everyone's trying to get into the podcast game. Let's see. Did you see it on Apple or Spotify? I did. You I did? showed yeah. Lala. Yeah. She's like, oh my gosh, wait. You listen? Sigatito. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if it loads up. I don't know. No, it does. I don't even know where my phone is. Is it four? Is it almost five? Is it, wait, what's that say? Three? Four. Oh. Okay. No, that's good. That's crazy. Time has gone by fast. Yes. Oh, what time did I get here? I don't know. I don't know. Like either. around Like two? 12, one? I thought so. I got home... This clip right here was an hour, and the last one was an hour and 42 minutes. No way. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Since the time I moved the car, it's been an hour. The first time. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, it's been when Carlos hour. reparked it? When, yeah, when, when I mom. first moved it, when I stopped it recording That would there, have been a whole hour? That, that was a whole an hour. And before that was like an hour and 42 minutes or something so like that. So we've been talking for like three hours? Yeah, something like that. That's why the batteries are draining. Like. It's, it's crazy to think that time doesn't go by that fast because we're talking. But yeah. when you start noticing audio being recorded and stuff like that and batteries start to drain, it's like oh bat these batteries are supposed gosh. to last, I think, like three hours. Well, yeah. And and, and it does last three hours. We, I, we <laughs> cut it short, but yeah, it yeah. did. But it won't load on my phone. Uh, but, but yeah. Um, yeah, I see. No, it's there. Yeah, I, it's it's there. I saw it. And what, how did you come up with the little design? I just got the picture off of Google with oh, yeah. Legos, and then I went through an old program that I hope we used to get a cease and desist from Legos. That would be that would be the <laughs> that would top. Be, that would be hilarious. You made it. If, can made, get if I get recognized by Lego, yes, to be I, like, hey, that picture is from us. Yes, you know you, you have made to it. take it. I have to take it down. Yes, I know I made it because you have I to know, frame it, and you'll be like, that's it. I got a like, cease and desist. Ex exactly, but yeah, but yeah, I. I just lost my train of thought. But yeah, that would yeah. be hilarious if, I, if that ever... If you got a cease and... I was thinking that was like, if he gets a cease and desist letter from Lego, he's really made it. He's Maybe really he will. Maybe one day if that does happen, I would just have to make my own custom background of all the Legos I've ever collected and then just just like that. Because yeah. I could no, just upload any image. saying the word Legos in your title. Every single You're time. You're going to have to call yeah. them colored blocks. Colored Ethos, pathos, block. and colored blocks that link together. Mm-hmm. Do, do or where I just have to just change, take out the Ethos Pathos Legos and just put the build cast. And everyone, if it does get that big, everyone's going to know that's what the original name was yes. and so on. That is hilarious. That's when you'll know. You've made it. Uh, that I've made it, yes. yes. But going back to before we stopped it, it was uh, people, what I would always, what, something that always amazes me is how people identify success. Mm. and what success really is like oh, yeah. to me success is it's not money success is not how much you make a year what you do as a job your your so on success is how happy you are in the long in the end of yep. of how whatever you do yeah 
Like, I don't... Re- I don't think we see success until it's over. Until it's over. If that Un- makes sense. You I don't think- realize you're successful until you step back and pause. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And, like, with me, like, I don't care if I... Like, I don't know. Happiness, being happy to me was... Is, is just a big thing. Like, if you're, not, if, you're doing the, if you're doing this job... And obviously the um, the situation is always going to change whether if you have family or not, and mm-hmm. so on and so on. But I I truly think if you're not happy with your job, and you're going to work and it's just like it it's almost draining every day and you find no point of going to work, mm-hmm. but you're making good money. I don't think that's that's six, not a way that, to that's, live. That's Are not you? a way to live. I don't think that's very in a successful manner. Like if what mm-hmm. people would say. Yes. I don't think that's a successful matter. I just think that's um it is very existing. It's just existing. Mm-hmm. Success to me is everything is about happiness and as long as you're happy, it doesn't matter how much you make, it doesn't matter what you own, what you have, what clothes you wear, the brands or anything, what whatever, right? As long as you're happy. Yeah. I and that's, that's what that's it comes all. down to is finding happiness in this mm-hmm. situation. Like it's a hard balance because, you know, like okay, for example, like at Starbucks, am I happy? Yeah. There. I guess it's a job, and mm-hmm. I do like the people I work with. Blah blah blah. Is it my forever job? No. But do I have a choice? No. Yeah. Am I successful still? Yes. Maybe. And it's success is not a measurable thing, right? Kind yeah. of it is. Mm-hmm. But it is. Is it really like okay? I may be working at Starbucks, but I still own my own house. Yeah. And I still pay my bills at the end of the day. That's success to me. It gets you. What does it mean? What does it mean? Your own definition of success, right? Yeah. So. And what does so? And to you, uh it's it's all about happiness Mm -hmm. to me, and it it varies in different very in different people. Like I've heard, success isn't until you're making until you have a dollar amount. A a dollar amount. Oh, I'm not going to be successful until I get this certain Mm -hmm. job or this and that and this and that. And in in a way, it's just like okay, well, you know, good for you. You have your own image, but in the long run, like. I don't, I don't know. That's it's not like, where I see it. That's not where I see it. And it's almost just like, well, you were talking about, what was it? Um, the truth or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it, it just varies in very, and in just the eyes of the people. And, but, yeah. it, but in the end, I think when they're lying on, I've seen from different, or maybe when you're lying on your deathbed and you're just like, well, I did this and this and this, but how happy was I in the, in the end? Yeah. Not very happy. And that, that's that, really hard to think of too, because you're like, well, dang, like, hopefully, that's when people overthink, like, am I making the right decision at the moment? Mm-hmm. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. And it's, like, like death on its own is a very different subject, and it, very, it varies between many people. Many people are afraid of it. Many people are just, like, open arms to it, and it doesn't really matter because a lot of people, when they're, I think when they're so open about it, it's because they know they can't do anything about it, but also... They, they feel like they've done everything they ever wanted to in life. Yeah. And, and they're, since it's like, you know, they've done everything they ever wanted to. And they think that whenever it's time to go, they won't, they won't be bothered about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one fear that all humans share is death. Is death. But it also varies in every single person the way they see it. Like my mm-hmm. mom is very scared of it. My mom is terrified. Like you can't mention the world ending because she's gonna be like, oh my god, like you know, I'm gonna die. Yeah, my 
my tia too she's very like that and i always i love joking around with it i'm always just like my mom hears some like shaking going on she's like what is that i'm like the world's ending mom fucking like hold on to whatever <laughs> you like, got she's like don't say that don't say that don't say my that my mom's like that too though mm-hmm. and i wonder if that's something that maybe we will maybe we will have a different perspective when we're older as we get older do yeah. too because like you have your own kids and you see it or whatever whatever responsibilities the love you kid like you grow on people and yes. stuff like that but like maybe people like and that's why you have to live so genuine now because when uh-huh. you get older you don't want to be like like you don't want to be like in a life and death situation thinking oh i should have done this i should have done that you know uh-huh. like you see in the movies you should have just done it exactly you should have just done it in the beginning with exactly man. so if you recognize that now mm-hmm. but i also feel like that is a lot about our age because we're so young for us to conceptualize like yeah i am going to just live my life genuinely let me tell you here i am 27 and life is flying. Look at we just passed a year. You know what? You know what? I really and that's just crazy. Time flies by way too quick. And you're already. You, it's gonna be a year since I graduated, and it's very, very, very like crazy to me. We it just does, talked it, about the ten year difference from 2012. Exactly. That that to me was even crazier. But like it, the, the the fact that it's already gonna be a year since I graduated, it just blows my mind. Like that the way that I see time is since I graduated, since that was a big jump, mm-hmm. and that it's already gonna be a year is really crazy. Yes. And it's just amazing. It's just like damn, it's gonna be a year. Yeah. What have I done in that year span? I worked at Toyota, <laughs> but I'm very happy about that. Like, yeah. I, I love that I got that job experience and, that's and is a very like, that is uh-huh. a successful year. I think that was. I think I had a good year out of high school figuring out what I truly want to do. And you're only and, and who I'm knows only going to get better. Maybe next. Maybe next year in 2022. That's crazy to say, but it's, it's like, going to come around the corner. But it's going to come around the corner. I'm going to turn 20. I'm yeah. gonna turn twenty, mm-hmm. and just a time like that is just—it just amazes me. Yeah. It's like it's I could go around with this, this rant about time. It's just like Loriana, my brother's, yeah, my brother's child. Yes, she, me and Gabriel have the uh, when I when I turned fifteen, Gabriel. Oh no, oh well, never mind. Not with Gabriel, but um, it's um, with Loriana. By the time I turn thirty, she's gonna turn fifteen. Yeah, and how old is she? Like she's ten. Mm-hmm. 11 i'm not that far okay perspective uh-huh. obviously carlos is a little old he's a little older than i am and uh-huh. he had his daughters young i am 27 turning 28 this year i have a co-worker at starbucks who is 19 and 17 i have two different co-workers yeah how old is carlos's oldest daughter 16 so yeah. you're telling me that I'm working oh, shit. with Whoa. someone who is just a year older than <laughs> yeah. my stepdaughter. Uh huh. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about. It's a it's a twelve year difference, right? No, between yeah. me and Anna. Uh huh. Um, and and that's just crazy because in time and how perspective, like we said, like time mm-hmm. perspective. No, yeah. It's like crazy. I asked my my coworker has kids, and I asked him like, "How old are your kids?" Fifteen. Was, and he and then he once, like, I remember fifteen. Yeah, and he told me he was just like he was like oh he was just like after he said fifteen he was like, damn. Mm-hmm. There's only just so many years of between you and my kid, and you're working next to me in the shop. Same thing. And I I was just like yeah that's crazy to really think about like I could be some of these guys' kids yes. here at the shop. But but that's what's cool though entering the workforce uh. is that. And I found that 
that like you are going to make it doesn't become important like mm-hmm. um what was i gonna say like i have friends who are 40 mm-hmm. technically you're old enough to be my parent yeah whatever that's cool like oh, okay like but like that but the, that doesn't mean you can't be friends because mm-hmm. they're gonna have like yeah maybe you won't have the same exact interest interest but like finding friendships um it varies in different varies, and you're gonna get different experiences this oh, yeah. is yeah, it's crazy. Okay, get this. Like, so, like, I was telling Wawa the other day, I have a stepbrother. My dad is older. He's 68. Because I'm adopted. Mm-hmm. Like, and so my parents were not young when they adopted us. So that offset is a timeline. My dad had his first kid when he was 18. My stepbrother is 51. How old's your mm-hmm. mom? 51, isn't she? She just turned 51. Like 52. 52. 52 so you're telling 52. me I have a stepbrother who is your mom's age. My mom's age. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. And, I, and yeah. that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's mm-hmm. like perspective how like when you like you said, like you're like my coworkers could be my dad. <laughs> my yeah. my my coworkers could be my stepdaughters. My you know what I mean? It's it is crazy like, time just there's no it, stopping it either. No. There's no way that, and that's where people almost live in regret and just like. It's the wind. Oh, you hit it. Yeah, and that's oh. our stove. It's the. Oh, the little the vent. Flat. Okay, the vent. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and um, what was I going to say? Uh, like time and perspective. Time and perspective. Oh, and time goes by so time fast. Time goes by really, yeah. Like, okay, think about it. like when we first met. You were still in high school. Freshman year, sophomore year. Something like that. It was very early on in high and school, though. Like and you were asking me what I wanted to do, and I remember. Yeah. Do you know what actually my, my dream job is? Did I ever tell you what my dream job was? No. Why no? Tell okay. My ultimate dream job, so it varied throughout the years, and it's very funny because I, I just started to be so open about it. I think okay. my senior year when my teacher asked me, he was it was funny the way that it came across. But my dream job... It, it's hilarious to me because it still like troubles me to say because it's almost just like where'd you even get that from? But my dream job was to be a stand-up comedian. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was the most. I I loved comedy and I still love comedy and comedy has changed over the years the way that. Uh-huh. The, but I I love it and um, the way it made me feel when I was watching people do stand-up mm-hmm. and nothing else mattered i went to go watch um gabriel iglesias and even uh what's his name um adam sandler Mm -hmm. go do stand-up i haven't been to many shows but the way that nothing around you really mattered and it was just you listening to this comedian and to me like even watching like episodes through like comedy central and stuff like that it's um it just made me feel like nothing else mattered it just yeah it was a true path it was just it was just enveloped in mm -hmm. the even like listening to it before i was just like you know what maybe i dream job is to be a stand-up comedian it was uh it's like you enter this world where nothing else matters besides you and listening to the to the comedian himself and talk tell tell and you wanted to do that and i wanted to do that and i thought you still do you think you still hold that still dream job um kind of think you're like i don't know if i want that much attention i don't know if i I want I don't know if I can do it. Maybe if it was even four or five years back, maybe I that could have. If the way things four or five years ago was still is today, I think I could. I would still be it. But comedy has changed a lot, yes. and it has 
people have become like very sensitive to to different jokes and to mm-hmm. different it, and, and it will constantly be and it would, evolving uh-huh and it will constantly be, be evolving jokes have to change material yep. has to change yep. skits and so on but and so on you know what i find because okay this is silly but people always say homer you are so funny uh-huh. like the stuff you say and do you know why it's because what's funny is that's how you like Comedy is knowing your audience. Mm-hmm. You knowing that, like knowing timing, right? That's what's hard about stand-up is because it's such a formal setting that I don't see you wanting to have a script or having yeah. a like where humor, like good humor for me is just when it comes up in a conversation. But like, good for stand-up comedians that make me laugh because that stuff is really hard. To like create, they have to create a whole show, a whole one hour, two even two hour special, whatever they have, whatever they wrote up, and they have that whole like show, and it has to change. And it, it has, has to change every they year. They can't have the same jokes. No, every every if they're touring touring around the world, guess what? What they said here in California is going to change when they said in Texas, or what they said in Arizona, or what they mm-hmm. said in Arkansas, or what they said mm-hmm. in in uh, new whatever, yeah. so on and so on. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy because you don't really think about like the life of a comedian, but you. Know, I mean, it's its own art form. Everyone's gonna be subjective. Mm-hmm. Art changes too. Art changes too. Modern art is very interesting. Like people, I'm pretty sure if you ask people what art is, like art is very different and and very and, uh-huh. and everyone's like, then that's why you. it's subjective. Yes. Yes. What do you think about the gatekeeping culture that exists, and what I mean by that? Oh, it's just like you can't do this because gatekeeping like. Yes, exactly. Like, um, yes, it's exactly that. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't think you understand. Like, I don't want to give you the tools to understand this. Like, um, for example, protected hairstyles. Uh So there's a lot of, um, or like gaming, gaming. Uh We'll use a more general term, like gating. Like, um, like with gaming, like gamers are like oh you don't understand like they don't want to share the tools of their mm-hmm. trade because they don't want everyone to be in the same market that's gatekeep like i think it's wrong I but think it changed in the gaming community and that's what's so amazing is it about it before more open no so years cl- before it used to be so like it was just a, a, a something that people didn't you know where you know they were experimenting with and people are like, okay, well, just to start World up. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, oh, to get to start it up, you should do this, this, and this. Like, people were open about how to start a YouTube channel around gaming. It's like, this is what you need. This mm-hmm. is my setup. Mm-hmm. This is how I went along about it. But now it's just like, everyone is so... Now so, people gatekeep. Now people gatekeep about it. And they're just like, no, go figure it out yourself. Go find someone else to, to do this. And it's, and it's so... It's weird. And it's just like... It's funny to me because it is weird, but it's also funny to me because it was just like when you wanted people to get into it so it could be normal, now you want people to get out of it because due to the way it made, yep. the way the culture of gaming has changed. Yeah. And it's a big impact when, like, competitive gaming, you can't play a casual game casual anymore due to the amount of people that want to make it pro and just take casual games to a very high competitive level. Oh, like they're not, like they're uh-huh. infiltrating. Yeah, and oh, so like casual like games that. have now turned into very, very, um, very competitive and even pro players are just ranting about 
the game isn't the same anymore. And the game isn't the same anymore because you created those. You saturated you, you, the market. You, you created those monsters, basically. Yeah. The people who are killing you in that game and then who are uh, quote-unquote sweat because they're trying too hard at the game. You created those monsters. And uh-huh. it's funny because it's just like many, many, um, many people, many um, YouTubers, gaming YouTubers talk about it where they're, um, they talk about it. Um, they say it's just like, community isn't the same anymore so on so on and so on and they say what i just said Mm -hmm. it's just like too many people are are sweating on this game it's no longer fun let's go find a different game and this and that and the communities of different games are gonna grow and it's gonna happen to every game yes and everybody has that dream of becoming a a professional gamer there's like a top like i don't know i just don't like gatekeeping i think that Mm -hmm. like there's Everyone should be able to do it, and I think it should yeah, be... Yeah, out, part of, outside of gaming, like, linguistic gatekeeping. Uh-huh. Like, a lot of people, especially right now, like, with how common it is to be bilingual, like, we'll just use Southern California with Spanish, but, you know, we have third, fourth, fifth generation uh, Hispano-Latinx communities mm-hmm. where their kids are not speaking Spanish. Yeah. And, or they speak Spanglish, and there's, like, people who will say, um, oh, you don't speak the right Spanish. Well, what, what is the right Spanish? You're telling me that the colonizers from Spain that came to Mexico, that that language is the right Spanish? Spanish. And even when you go back to that old Spanish, and you're like, that's not the right Spanish, this is the right Spanish. Mexican Spanish, Guatemalan Spanish, like, like, there's, and then they're like, and that's what the hard thing is, like, that's like. In school, they're like, no, like, this is proper Spanish. And I use quotes, quote, unquote, proper Spanish, because who are we to say, like, what is normal and what's not? Like, when someone says troca, that's mm-hmm. slang. But that's... That's not, modern day That's Spanish. you adapting to, like, uh, you're forming a new language. Spanglish is mm-hmm. a valid form of communication because, you know what? Like, you're able to code switch in your head um, between Spanish and English where a monolingual speaker cannot do that. Mm-hmm. So like, like I hate when people who are trying to learn Spanish are like, oh, or Spanish or English, both sides. Like I just speak it so poorly. I'm like, no, you don't. You're learning mm-hmm. and you're able to flex in and out of languages within the same sentence. Your brain is working double hard than a monolingual speaker. So no, you're not dumb in English. You're not dumb in Spanish. You are learning how to how to, you're learning, it's a process, you know what I mean? And I, it's so sad because I know a lot of, I know a lot of people, um, a lot of the younger kids, they're like, oh, like, I, like, a lot of my friends, they're like, when I went into school, they only wanted me speaking English. So I was only able to speak, I don't know where that, that fly That is. fly came out of nowhere, and it's just, it's been flying around. <laughs> I know, where though? I probably came through the dog door or something. Maybe, but yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I just don't, I don't know, like, what are your thoughts on, like, linguistic gatekeeping? Like, I don't know. Like, some people are, like, they they think, oh, like, my kid will never be a no-sabo kid. Uh-huh. You know? I don't, it's... Like, it, would you teach your kid Spanish? I would teach my kid Spanish. Yes. I, I would love to teach my kid Spanish. Mm-hmm. Even if I live, if I stay here in the U.S. and I never go back to Mexico, I think at least learning a little bit about Spanish or at least knowing some terms. I don't care if they don't speak it as long as they understand what I'm saying to them. Yes. I don't care if I'm mad at them and I'm yelling at them in Spanish, cussing yeah. them out. As long as they understand what I uh-huh. call them, yes. that, that matters it's yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But gatekeeping languages, that's, I don't know, that's something I've really never, like, 
touched upon, but I know gatekeeping, like, cultures and, like, hairstyles and stuff like that, I know that is a big, serious issue. Yes. It's a, to, it's a big topic. It's a big topic, yes. Yeah. It's like, you can't have this type of hairstyle because you're not from this type of place and this and that and this and that. And I'm just like, well, I don't think it's... To me, with hairstyles, I don't think it's such a big deal. Right. I think you should be kind of happy that that Educate. hairstyle is being used and it's part of your culture yes. and it's getting recognized when people ask you oh where'd you get that hairstyle from and they're like oh it actually originated from this and that it's about cultural appreciation and not appropriation and mm -hmm. people are like well where's the line you know um uh people like will say like people with protected hairstyles they want to they don't want someone culturally appropriating the their dreads mm -hmm. or or their cornrows because those stories have major significance to their culture um but you know what about other cultures that share their cultures too like a lot of like chopsticks you're mm -hmm. gonna tell me because you're not asian you can't use chopsticks you can't use chopsticks you yeah. can't eat sushi so but also there's intent right like yes if you only look at this hairstyle as it looks cool as that it is Mm -hmm. the style then that is not appreciating the culture that is a i feel like that is in part a little bit of appropriation um like you have to you know but how do you prove that right how we can't judge people when we see them try to emulate certain parts of other cultures we can't judge them right away because we don't know what research they've done or what their own story is behind why they wear their protected hairstyle why they dress like that you know what i mean it's really it's really mm -hmm. hard. So th but that's where I think the gatekeeping issue yeah. line is like super wiggly. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh yeah, gatekeeping. Gatekeeping I don't it it just sprung out of nowhere and it's all it's always been a thing, but it's Yeah, just, but it's you the, feel like in the recent years recent years has become more of a bigger issue and a more mm -hmm. of a bigger topic due to everything that's going on. It's just like you can't do this and it's just like, Well, why not? And sometimes um it's not it, it it's um What's the word? I just lost my train of thought. Problematic. Yeah. So it's like it just became a bigger issue, but it's not. It kind of got blown out of proportion. It, yeah, it kind of got blown uh -huh. out of proportion. And some people still don't understand what gatekeeping is. And it's mm -hmm. not to its full potential where everyone is. Uh, they can't normalize it, that in conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's it is really interesting because like I think that like it could go so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't believe in any sort. Like personally, I'm like, why would you like miss the opportunity to educate people? Mm -hmm. But I don't know because I don't. Maybe I feel that way because I haven't been a victim of necessarily a cultural appropriation. Luckily, like where I have personally felt. Okay, actually, that's a lie. But because like, you know, like yeah. being Asian, people make fun of my eyes. Cause they're squinty, but I can't do anything. I can't educate them on why my. I'm like I don't know why my eyes are like that. They yeah. just are. Like, other than that's just like bullying. But that's not gatekeeping. That's not cultural appropriation. I guess. Like, I guess when people like just like use chopsticks in their hair, or like I'm like why do you, you know that's just you yeah. using it as a style. You're not using. That's not what it's meant for. I don't. We, we don't wear forks in your hair. <laughs> forks, yeah. It's kind of weird. I don't know. But, and then you're just like, hey, can you not just use that like that? I don't know. So then that's me gatekeeping, right? I don't mm -hmm. know. Let them. Don't why don't we wear forks in our hair? 
Maybe they're uncomfortable. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe they're uncomfortable. Maybe. Maybe. Usually, <sighs> I have to go. I have, have to, to clean this house because people are coming over tomorrow. Okay. Oh, yeah, because of Everyone's the... Everyone's coming of the over. To the barbecue. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> so, right. your aunt is going to kill me if I don't uh -huh. start cleaning right. this house. Um, yeah, so it was great talking to yes, you. Yes, this it was, was fun. A, it was a great conversation. Um, send me the number. Yes. Her just, number. Yes, I will. And then maybe one day... Later on, we could uh, come back and then do another episode together. Yes, I'm yeah. never going to listen to this. I'm going to be too embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs>